0: Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman.
1: Well, good morning, good morning. A pleasant, good post Halloween Wednesday morning. We welcome you to Off the Bench presented by United Dairy Farmers. I'm Tom Brenneman. Gentlemen, good morning. Casey, Trace, how are we looking over there? Great. Looking great, Tom. Everybody all right? Yeah. Did you have another party last night? No. Halloween party? You would have been no. invited. Trace, you were out trick-or-treating last night, right? Terrible. Chiliade. Why was Halloween, it terrible? It was Halloween
2: very cold. is bottom of the barrel.
1: Um, bottom of the barrel holidays. Why? <sighs> kids love it. It's Candy, thing. costumes. Just because kids Are you, love you something. You sound me like means uh, Scrooge uh, as it applies yeah. to Halloween.
2: No, Christmas is a fantastic holiday. Um, Halloween, opposite of that.
3: Gentlemen, it seems like Trace isn't fun is what it seems. Yeah, it does. Halloween is a very fun holiday and it's whimsical. (laughs) All the things you enjoy about a good day. It was cold yesterday. Tom, it snowed a little bit, but you know what? It was still pass out candy.
1: Were you at home passing out candy? I was at
3: my in-laws house. Passing, I live right down the street. We were passing out candy. Yeah. Okay.
1: Elliot, were you passing out candy or passing uh, out betting tips? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you come
4: to my house to get a free $10 wager. Uh, <laughs> no. So Here you go, little Johnny. <laughs> Here you go. That be a good idea for next year. It may be. Maybe. I'm very fortunate to live in a, in a secluded little area, so nobody comes up to m- our house. So we were good. It was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can sneak off into that hot tub back there. That's and right. Nobody's around. That's right. right. Sing Dream Weaver. Have we run that in a while? <laughs> I don't know if we have time. I don't know if we have time. I All feel right, like we,
2: you should we, make rankings at the end of the show of your best holidays because Halloween just is a preposterous uh, It's a holiday. It's a preposterous holiday.
4: Day. It's better than the 4th of July.
2: That's, I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't know about that. I, about that. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, what a non-patriot that, that's, that's that, that, a good that question.
1: is. That's a good question. Maybe open that up to our chat today. 4th of July or Halloween? Hmm. Which one do you like better? Seems like a good chat question. That is that resounding is.
4: for resounding for Halloween on that one.
1: Boy, we're often and, off and running here today. <laughs> yeah. We come your way Monday through Friday, ten and twelve, 8 8 8 12. 8 8 8 pm. You can find us on YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports, and we are even broadcasting live on a daily basis. Are we not, Mister McAllister? On Twitter, that's correct. Holy Moses! Okay, and what is our Twitter address? Seabox uh, Sports at Seabox Sports at Seabox Sports. We got to make sure that's up. it is up. At CBOX Sports. Okay. Uh, if you'd rather uh, join us in podcast form, I know you do by the thousands and growing daily, weekly, monthly. Just search Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman and you're dialed in. Well, look, we asked a question yesterday, right? Will they or won't they? Would the Bengals make a trade before yesterday's 4 p.m. deadline? The answer, as we suspected it would be, was no. They did not. And that's pretty much been the M.O. for this franchise through the years. The Bengals are back at it today, getting ready for Sunday night's big one at home against the Buffalo Bills. That kickoff is 820 P Eastern time. The game can be seen locally. Channel five NBC another contender. In fact, the Bengals most recent opponent, the San Francisco 49ers pulled off unquestionably the biggest deal yesterday, acquiring defensive end chase young from the Washington commanders for a third round pick. Now, Keep in mind here, okay, if you read the fine print, the due to compensation picks from losing D'Amico Ryans, from losing a free agent player, Mike McGlinchey, the Niners have two other third-round picks in next year's NFL draft. So they just traded one of them. Young has five sacks through seven games so far this year. He's come all the way back from a devastating knee injury in his rookie year with Washington. After losing Kirk Cousins to an Achilles tendon injury, the Minnesota Vikings, boy, they went out there and got their guy. They traded for Arizona, recently benched Arizona quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. Now, apparently they're going to bring him in, let him start getting acclimated everything. Rookie Jaron Hall is going to start for Minnesota, who is very much in the hunt. They're in the hunt. They, they've won two in a row. They're playing well. They've won
3: four out of their last five. Listen, Tom, this, is, this was a very strategic attack um, on the NFL. Listen, you know the NFC Championship game is going to be the Vikings versus the Cowboys. Who has the recipe to beat the Cowboys better than Joshua Dobbs? Did it with Arizona <laughs> yeah. earlier this year. Yes. Very strategic over there in Minnesota. They're smart.
1: That's creative. I give it up to you. Very creative. Uh, head coach Josh McDaniels. And general manager dave ziegler were fired last night by the raiders the move comes one day after a dismal 20 to 6 26 to 14 loss at detroit on monday night now remember mcdaniels took over that team in 2021 that made the playoffs remember bengals beat them here but instead the raiders have taken a major step backwards they've gone nine and 16 over the last two seasons Linebackers coach Antonio Pierce will take over on an interim basis. Champ Kelly, the interim GM. The Raiders will host the New York football Giants on Sunday. The first college football playoff rankings were unveiled last night. As we suspected, Ohio State is number one. That's after a pair of top ten wins so far this season against Notre Dame and Penn State. Georgia number two, followed by Michigan and Florida State. Unbeaten Washington number five. Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss round out the top 10. Ohio State got bad news on the injury front. They have been banged up at the running back position all year long, and it's not getting any better. As former Winton Wood star running back Mayan Williams will miss the remainder of this season following knee surgery yesterday. This Michigan thing, I mean, it, 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 it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And where this is going to end, I don't think anybody has any idea. I reference The Athletic a lot. We'll talk about this in a minute. I bring up The Athletic, and I'm a paying member. I'm not getting anything from them. But, but they're able to write articles where they're not limited by space. And they did an article over the last number of days that went to 12 different either head coaches, assistant coaches, or staff members of every single conference there is in college football on the condition of anonymity and ask them how serious this story is. And without a doubt, the most serious story there has been in college football in decades. And every day there's something new. Central Michigan University is now investigating a photograph of a man resembling the Michigan staffer in the middle of all this, Connor Stallions. Now, you're not going to believe this. And this hasn't been confirmed that it's him yet. So we say that with some pause, okay? But that Stallions was on the Central Michigan sideline playing Michigan, the season opener back in September. The man in question, and you can see the photographs, it's all over the internet is wearing a Central Michigan-issued gear outfit, hat, sweatshirt, and he's standing not more than 20 feet from the Central Michigan head coach. They've gone back and looked through all of the credentials. Who got sideline passes? Who got coaches box passes? And they cannot figure this out. Again, we're waiting to find out where all this goes. We'll talk more about it in a little while and ask the question simply is this, and this is something for everybody in here to think about. Most people believe the NCAA, which moves at roughly the speed of a glacier, will not address this or be concluded with its investigation before the end of this season, which mean it would not hand down some kind of punishment to affect Michigan this year from playing in the Big 10 championship game uh, potentially back to the college football playoff or what would be a third year in a row or even a national championship game, which they have not played for uh, since the beginning of time, it seems like. But if you punish them, is it fair to the kids? Right? Or if the kids took advantage of this information, which was gained illegally and against all the rules, there's no debate about that, are they complicit in this whole thing by taking advantage of the sign deal? Many people feel the Big Ten ultimately, and the brand new commissioner, former CBS sports head, Tony Petiti, is going to have to be the guy that's got to make some kind of call. Because apparently all of the other coaches in the Big Ten are livid, and they've known about it for a while, and Kevin Warren, the former commissioner, didn't do anything about it. So where does this all lead? Then there's Colorado coach Deion Sanders. He is called on the NCAA and or the Rose Bowl. Did you see this story? To reimburse his players who were robbed of jewelry, cash, and other items in their locker room during their game last week at UCLA. Now Bruins officials have confirmed the robbery. In fact, they filed a police report with the Pasadena PD. Baseball, Rangel star Adolis Garcia learned yesterday afternoon before game four of the World Series that his injured oblique from game three was going to keep him from playing again the rest of this postseason. And it's a shame because he's been their best player, him and Seager. They've got all the big hits. With that in mind, he delivered a passionate pregame speech to his teammates, urging them to keep grinding it out. And boy, did they take that advice. How about a bullpen game from the Diamondbacks in Game 4 of the World Series? We'll talk more about that in a minute. The Rangers got out to a 10-0 lead over five relievers in the first three innings in route to an 11-7 win. Texas now leads the series 3-1. Chance to wrap it up tonight in Phoenix. Nathan Avaldi for the Rangers. Zach Gallen on the mound for the Batlin D backs. So that is that. Let's start with the Bengals. I don't think anybody in this room is surprised they did not make a deal. Um, are you disappointed they did not make a deal? I always start on Bengals talk with you, Casey, because you are Mr. Bengal.
0: Tom. <clears throat> I'm always going to be disappointed when our team doesn't do a trade, uh, to, to, to try to win. I, and I, I know that they won't, it's not their MO. It's not something that I should expect, but I, I always get a little disappointed because I just want them to do something different that shows that they are all the way committed to winning or that they're all the way turned around to being a, you know, uh, an average franchise, you know, they're not your normal franchise. So, and you look at the trades that happened at the deadline, you know, I, I said my number one pick was a, a guard left guard specifically. And one of the yeah. best left guards got traded for a six round pick to the Jaguars, a contender in the AFC. That was really disappointing. People said chase young for a third. That's a it's a little, it, it's right there. That third round pick is right there for me to where like, maybe i'd go all in on that but i don't know i i was i was disappointed i'll i'll just put it at that i was disappointed i thought that the bengal's could have made something happen especially when some of those teams are on a fire sale right now like the commanders Yeah, you could get logan thomas probably their tight end for like a seventh rounder that just didn't happen they didn't they didn't make a phone call, so.
1: So is it safe to say, if I hear you right, that you are disappointed that yes. they didn't make a trade?
0: Yes, but I'm, it's not like I'm, I'm upset with them. I'm just, I'm always going to be a little disappointed when the Bengals don't make a
1: trade at the trade deadline.
3: He's not mad. He's disappointed, Tom. You He's just used disappointed. You ever use that one on your on your kids? I have, I have.
1: Yeah. I have. That's a good one. That hits in the heart.
3: It hits in the heart, and that's yeah. what Casey's trying to send a message to uh, the Bengals. Hey, <laughs> To be disappointed, Tom, you have to have expectations. And if you had expectations Ooh. that the Bengals were going to make a trade here, then I don't know what to tell you. It's like we, we sat all day talking about it, but it was more like talking about what you're going to do when you, when you win the lottery, right? You got a lottery ticket, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do when I win this million dollars? That's what it felt like yesterday because we all knew, it. all five of us in this room knew that the Bengals weren't going to make a trade a billion things could going to happen in the NFL and the very last one was that the Bengals were going to make See I thought a they were trade. this time.
1: I, I don't know, something just told me that obviously was wrong like most of the other stuff that I think about. But but something just told me this year felt different. Not for you though.
3: No, not at all, Tom. And and everyone keeps poking at these these trades that were made in the NFL yesterday. The one that everyone brings up is Chase Young. You guys know my opinion. I I thought that pa- Trading for a pass rusher didn't make a whole lot of sense for the Bengals, and, and I don't think that they ever even considered going after a pass rusher. If they were going to go after somebody who was coming from a place of need, apparently there was rumors that they kicked the tires on some tight ends, but nothing was really available. <laughs> Casey brings up a good point. The, le- the left guard trade for a six-round pick <laughs> to, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would do that harpy because we know Cordell Volson's had some struggles this year. I'm not out on Cordov Volson, but – He's Currently great depth
0: it, then at that point, right? What? He's great depth then. Like. Right.
3: But to think that the Bengals were actually going to make a trade just seemed fruitless, like a fruitless thought experiment.
4: Yeah, I, I the offensive line thing, I, I never thought they were going to need another offensive lineman. I I thought that when they released Lyle Collins for no reason. So it, it seemed they to me. him it, for millions of dollars, but yeah. Yeah, but that was, in, that was additional depth they had, and they released him. Right, right. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. Because I, right, right. it, it seems right. to me, if they cared about the offensive line getting additional depth, they would have kept the depth they already had. They released him. It was he was getting paid a lot of money, but that's beside the point. When you have the depth, you keep the depth. That's just my thought. The tight end thing, yeah, I would have liked a tight end, but at the end of the day, it's probably not going to help. Reed's been bolster uh, boosting this point since the beginning of the month, and it's uh, or last month, I guess, and it's November now. So, it's it's. They were never going to get a tight end to uh, fix that. Uh, what's his name? Hayden Hurst. The best Hayden Hurst game he was ever going to have is like five catches, 45 yards. So it, it, even, even as much as we're missing a tight end, it's not like the end of the world if you don't have one. Um, and then the only other thing I disagree, the, the Chase Young thing for a third rounder, I don't know why the Bengals didn't put their name in that ring because that seems like a trade that I would have made. That was the only one to me. Where it, it letting the 49ers get him for a third rounder, nonsense. So, if I was the Bengals, I would have chipped in there.
3: How do you feel if you're the Bears and the Bears traded for Montez yep. Sweats yep. for like the 35th, likely like the 35th overall pick because yep. an early second round pick is what they're going to trade. Meanwhile, the 49ers give a third round pick, which is likely going to be at the end of the third round because the 49ers are good. I, you said they have three different picks. I don't know which one they traded. But – <laughs> I mean, you gotta. What, what are you thinking if you're over there in Chicago and they got Chase Young for the 80th overall pick, and you got Montez Sweat for the 35th overall pick? Like, that's you got. Well, if I'm there, not but.
1: mistaken here, I think that Sweat is on a multi-year contract. Okay. And Chase Young will be a free agent at the end of the year because the Commanders, after he went through the injury and the rehab, got re-injured again. They decided not to pick up his fifth-year option. That's correct. And this is one of the things that you can do. If you're an NFL team that has a quarterback on a rookie contract, the amount of space you have to spend on other places is mind-boggling. I mean, just think of the difference between paying a guy, let's just call it a million, whatever the league minimum is now. What is a league minimum in the NFL now? I think it's 870 Okay, all right, call it – maybe they're giving – let's just say they're giving them a million bucks, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, the, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals – go right on down the line. The Chargers, all these teams, the Eagles, all these teams are spending 25, 30, 35, $40 million a year on a quarterback. Think of that difference and what it allows you to do. That's why the Niners, along with the fact that when they lost D'Amico Ryans, they got a compensation pick from Houston in the third round. When they lost McGlinchey, the offensive lineman, they got a compensation pick for him in the third round. So they had three third round picks. So this isn't like a big deal at all for them. It's next to nothing. And if Young does great for you, you're still going to have a pile of money if you want to pay him at the end of the year. They've already signed Bosa, right? You could pay him at the end of the year, give him a new contract if he plays great for you. If you don't, you're none the worse for wear. He walks out the door at the end of the season. Guy's got five sacks in seven games. Trace, this is what we talked about.
2: Sweat's in the last year of his contract. He is in okay. 27 years old. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. And,
1: um, but we talk about it all the time. And we had Tim McGee that was on here. He's going to be coming back regularly again here soon. He just went through a couple of back surgeries. About how it, 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 it's, it's, it boils down to probably a handful, if not fewer than that, number of plays that are the difference between getting to the Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl. Chase Young for a third round pick. Does the possibility exist? And we'll find out if it happens. But if you were a betting man, and Elliot, you are. But Trace, if you were a betting man, and you are, would you think there's a good chance Chase Young can make four or five plays for you over the rest of this season that maybe get you to a Super Bowl?
2: I think that's such a tough thing to, to, to forecast. No, but I'm saying you a can, yeah, of course, there's always a chance on there's a chance of anything. But I would just say that the, the thing that I find funny with all of this, that, that, you know, you just never really know. Irv Smith Jr. Everyone wants to get rid of the guy. And you've obviously been on the bandwagon of seeing it through. He kind of reminds me a little bit of a weird way. I always like harken back to comparing things to the Reds. But uh, uh, Irv Smith reminds me a little bit of like Luke Weaver. It's like he he's Luke uh, Weaver. I'm just saying, like, there's, 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 a, there's something there in Irv Smith that, that you could at least admit that he's going to be a little bit better than what he's been. he just, but at the same time, what he's doing on the field is what he's doing on the field. It's hard to, it's hard to really sit there and continue to justify that you keep this guy around. I just think that it's possible, Tom, that Chase Young has a huge penalty for the 49ers that ends their season. And Irv Smith catches a pass in the AFC championship game that somehow gets them to the Super Bowl. And that's how sports goes. That's right. So it's just like my point to all of this is, is you just don't really know. But to be fair about the whole circumstance and what we're kind of speculating here on is, of course you'd like to think that Chase Young would, would help the Bengals get to a Super Bowl if they had him versus didn't have him. The only thing that I would argue, the biggest arguing point would be if Trey Hendrickson goes down or if Sam Hubbard goes down, then that's the depth piece that allows you to continue to not really drop off. That maybe be the best argument. I don't know if the argument to me would be, hey, on a crucial third down, Chase Young is going to be the guy that makes the play that's going to get us to the Super Bowl. Because I don't know, and maybe I'm completely wrong here, I don't know enough about the Bengals roster to know, is Chase Young even going to be in the game if everybody's healthy on a big down?
1: And I didn't mean to pose it that the Bengals should have gotten Chase Young. I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about in the areas where we're looking at where they're short. So, again, I don't know what tie... Ty- you mentioned they kicked the tires allegedly on some guys. I don't that know was who the, those... That's what I've read. Okay, yeah. all right. I, I don't know who those guys are. And we're never going to find out who those guys are, probably. We're not going to find out. Just Secky or somebody else. Hurst, again, who knows. But now they have a decision to make. Where there are some that believe in the next day or two, Irv Smith is just going to be cut loose. Because you can only use so many more activations for Tanner Hudson, who they're very high on. They like the guy. And you can only bring him up off the practice squad X number of times before you either put him on the permanent roster or you lose him. Is Tanner Hudson your answer at tight end? Casey McAllister? I think Does it's, that make you better? I think it... Does what cutting does, Irv Smith make you better? Why it, not stay with the guy for a couple of more weeks?
0: I'm. We're already past that point of doing this evaluation of Irv Smith. I mean, we're going into week eight, nine. We're almost halfway through the season, Tom. At that point, you just got to move on. And for me, Tanner Hudson provides one thing that Irv Smith doesn't, and that's being able to do both things – efficiently being able to run a route and block and you you don't have to just game plan for the receiving end on earth Smith on, on defense teams just look at him as a pass catcher they don't look at him as some dominant blocker off the the end of the uh, of the, of the line they don't look at him as some sort of even like a chip piece he, he's just not good enough at that to, to justify him being out there every single snap whereas Wilcox or or Hudson, when they're out there, they can block or go catch a pass for you.
1: All right, now this is uh, breaking news. Apparently the Bengals have just added him, Hudson, to their 53-man roster this morning. Yep, I think that's the answer. I think Does that the... mean they're cutting loose? Smith, it has to, right?
0: I would. They're either going to cut Irv Smith or cut someone else from the tight end room. Yep, yep. If they,
3: if they cut Drew Sample... I'll be a sad, sad man over here, Tom. He's the answer to this team. But here's the thing. I, I was doing this thought experiment with Casey about... Beat uh, down the little guy.
4: I
1: love just... That's your... what you're all about. You never criticize yeah, the stars. Am I right on this, Elliot? You're right. 100%. He never criticizes yeah. the stars. When Joe Burrow stinks it up, right. that doesn't say a bad word. 100%. When, when Patrick Mahomes stinks it up. Two it. picks and a fumble. Never criticize him. No. Agree. No, let's beat down the third or fourth string tight end. It's always it's Tom. always
2: guys like Adam Kunkel, you know, and then, oh, and, then and then they come in and then they come in and they save the day, Tom. Drew
3: is a way better player than Adam Kunkel could ever think about being. You get on X.com and you search positive things about Drew Sample. There'll be one Twitter account, one X account doing it, and that's at Reed Mouse Radio. I'm the only one tooting the horn of DS89 and getting him the ball in open space. That being said, Tom. <laughs> Me and Casey did this, like, experiment, and I said, the fact that they were trying to get Irv Smith involved in the game on Sunday I think is telling their hand about how they want to get the tight ends more involved. Yeah, we might see him caught. He might get cut this week. But I said, what would be a productive season going forward oh, for Irv Smith? we this got 10 games left in the season, and I said, is it possible for him to get 400 yards this season? <laughs> That would him be him getting 40 yards a game. That's not going to happen. So then I was like, what about like 300 yards for the rest of the year? Well, that's once again he's going to be getting 28 because he's already got he's only got 50 yards this year. He'd have to get like 25 yards a game, and I don't even see that being a possibility. So I just think that we've we've already put ourselves in a hole in the tight end position, and now we're trying to reclaim it the best way we can. Is it Irv Smith? Is it Tanner Hudson? I don't know, Tom. But I do think the Bengals are going to get these guys more involved.
4: The the bottom line is you can't be worse than than the current situation that is Irv Smith. So get rid of him. Bring in Tanner Hudson. It literally can't be worse. So I I, I see no reason to change. By the way, that update, they just announced it eight minutes ago. Uh, The Bengals' Twitter account did. It was Clay Johnston has been signed to the practice squad, linebacker, and tight end Tanner Hudson
1: uh, to the active roster. Okay. All right. No corresponding. Move Let, let's don't forget here now. Drew Sample was a second round pick. Correct. Out of Washington. What a steal! And his M O. is that he could catch the football. What a steal, Tom. Second round pick. Yep. But a you guys didn't want to give up a second round pick to go get a stud yesterday. Tracy <laughs> <laughs> even asked Reed if he would pick. give up. A first-round pick for Justin Jefferson. He had to think about it. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That's
3: just—that's fake news, Tom. Trace, is
1: that what happened? That's fake news, Tom. Tom,
2: that's exactly
1: what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Trace. I mean, he actually—most of us would have been at the last part of our breath, but we'd have still gotten out. Hell yeah!
2: Yeah. Then he tried to offer up some excuse about salary cap going through his brain and all that. That'd be like, Tom, imagine this. Someone be like, hey, would you like this million-dollar house for $20? And being like, hmm, how many are the taxes? I got to think through this <laughs> right. that. No, you just say, it's yeah, a, we'll it's figure a thought, it out later.
3: Experiment. I don't know.
2: We'll figure it out later.
3: Would I trade Drew Sample for Justin Jefferson? Not a chance in hell, Tom. Not uh, a we, chance we, in
2: hell. The show's gone off the rails now, <laughs> yeah, Tom. No, totally.
1: <laughs> totally. Um, okay, so uh, I think we all agree there are some teams, a couple contenders we talked about. Jacksonville gets a little bit better, right? right? That's right. Uh, at least theoretically, The 49ers get a little bit better because, look, you know, everybody can talk about the pieces they're missing on offense with Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. Neither played against the Bengals. McCaffrey's been a little nicked up. But the thing that when you you really read about what they're writing about in San Francisco and in the Bay Area is they're worried about this defense because they don't have guys hurt there. And they were carved up by the Bengalis last week. I mean, were it not for your guy Irv Smith's fumble inside the five, Uh, and a missed field goal. It was a long field goal, to be fair, to to McPherson. 50-plus yarder, but he's pretty good at them. Um, In fact, the best in the league at him over the last three years. But that one he missed, he pushed off to the right a little bit. That's fine. I mean, that would have been a 41-point game against that defense. That's a 49ers.
3: Right? That's right. Right, Tom?
0: I mean – all season long i've been saying that that team has one of the most stacked defenses i called it the most unfair team on my show on mac and jt and they after getting a beatdown from the bengals they got so scared that they decided to throw out a rental a third round pick to go get chase young to make it probably one of the best defenses i've ever seen i mean that they have pro bowlers at every single position on their defensive line and then their backups are pretty darn good too. So, yeah, I mean, that that team got significantly better. But I think where you're going to go was that some of the teams maybe got worse after
1: after this trade deadline. Well, I don't who, know if that's who where you you're going. your opinion, got worse? That's a contending team. That's I don't it. care about the, you know. The, the one team that shocked me, I, I just, I cannot believe. With all of the draft picks they have given up to get Russell Wilson, Right? Right. And you've got some pieces on that team, like every team does. You've got some pieces on that Denver team that, my goodness, how do you not peel off this guy or that guy or that guy to start getting some picks back because you gave up damn near the whole franchise to get Russell Wilson. Right. 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 And, and look, he's coming off a three-touchdown game. They beat um, Kansas City over the weekend. And, you know, Wilson's numbers really this year are not that bad. Certainly not uh, indicative of of the amount of of heat he's taken. I'm not suggesting he's having a great year. I'm not. But they aren't brutal numbers this year for Wilson. point I'm making is, though, how did they not just gut this thing and sit on some of these guys they're sitting on? They're 2-5. and Uh, Tom, because that would give them such a – a
3: long road back they they got to hold out hope because it, it's so bleak in denver so bleak that all they can do is is hope to win next year with what they've got that's all they have hope for because if they if they start gutting it right now it's a 7 year climb back to to be in a contending team again and that's in the nfl where one good draft class can turn you around but if they gut it right now where you're, you're paying Russell Wilson $50 million and don't have first-round draft picks for the next few years, it's such a long road back that their only hope is just keep trudging forward and hopefully it gets better.
1: I don't yeah, understand it. I don't understand. We heard a lot of the reasons why yesterday, in-depth in reasons why, from Brian Billick, who was a you know, head coach in the NFL for nine, ten years, won a Super Bowl, uh, and was very uh, active in what was going on, had a phenomenal relationship with the guy who hired him. You know, Modell hired him, but the guy who hired him was Ozzie Newsom, longtime general manager there in Baltimore. And so Brian would be in on all those meetings, and you heard him talk about some of the reasons why you don't see it as much in football uh, as you do in other sports. Certainly baseball at the trade deadline is very, very active, more years than not. Um, but, man, I just – if I had money to spend – If you had money to spend, and the Bengals are $12.5 million under the salary cap, if you've got some wiggle room there to go get somebody right now, you're 4-3, and you've got this killer schedule coming up, you are coming off your most impressive game of the year, where now that should be the expectation. Right now, that's the outlier of this season. Because the offense was dead last in the NFL going into the game in San Francisco. But Burrow clearly was healthy for the first time. They made some changes getting hip on, uh, up under center. They ran the ball better. They worked in more people besides just Tamar Chase. Higgins shows up. Smith even caught a couple of balls. Nixon ran the ball well. Irwin had a couple of... I mean, there, there was a lot going on that we've not seen all year long. And, and, and then after watching it, you have to say maybe the Burrow injury was a bigger deal than any of us really thought it was. Because they weren't giving you a whole lot of information about how healthy he really was. And nor, and nor should they. But this now is the expectation for this team. Is it not? Yeah, that offense it... we saw is what you now should expect. We expected it from the beginning of the year. Right? Yes. With all the weapons, all the money you spent on the offensive line, we expected this team to look like that this season. Burrow's injury prevented that. He's now healthy. They can't make steps backwards. Right? Right. I think that was the expectation in the, in the
3: locker room all season long. Clearly didn't get there. Until the last game. But, yeah, that should always be this expectation with the amount of money they're spending on the offensive line, with the players that they have on the perimeter, with Joe Burrow as your quarterback. Yes, you should strive and you should be in the top five, top three, top of the NFL in yards per game and points per game. All these things. Yes, Tom, absolutely. Will it continue? That remains to be seen. They've got a very tough schedule ahead. Yep. They've got a very, very tough schedule. Two out of the last three weeks, they've scored 30 points. Will we continue to see Sunday night football in front of millions and millions of of, uh, viewers and thousands and thousands thousands of fans? A beautiful time for the Bengals to continue to show that this offense is once again elite. But that remains to be seen. But yes, it should be the expectation going forward.
1: Speaking of showing. Yeah, I saw. (laughs) You're a beautiful bride. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of comments about your um, like sweater today. And Mariana chips in, says, Reed, honey, unzip your sweater just a little.
3: I, I Listen, I, I grabbed this sweater out of the closet. It was hanging. I haven't worn it in a while. Uh, my wife actually bought this for me. I don't necessarily love wearing it, but I was like, "Hey, let's try something new today." This will never. I think be it put looks good. A- Thanks. <laughs> I like I it. Think it I looks
1: think- very good. I, I think, think it looks fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I
3: don't know why it was getting drilled so much in the chat. Maybe I'm just an easy target. But you know what? I'll zip. I zipped it down a little bit for my wife. Okay. Just sh- the show and the little chest hairs that I do got, I'll, I'll puff them out above the above the zipper. And there now, you go. Now we got some sex appeal on the show. There Tom.
1: we go. And it, boy, do we need that. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're lacking in some areas, but man, we are damn near at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody even asked if Elliot was my son in the chat today.
4: You look alike. We look a lot alike. Tom. I'm old
1: enough to be. We look a lot alike. Be. All right, I'm going to ask you guys to continue on with something, and I'll be back in a minute. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, get your calls, Tom. all
1: right well we'll There's continue on with something for you we'll continue
0: on with something Find uh, it. figure it out you know <laughs> before we get into the uh, josh lambo the world series talk um <laughs> world series yeah i mean that that was a, a wild game i know we're gonna or we're gonna talk about the world series here in a minute we
3: but, are gonna talk about the world series yep what's world on your mind casey
0: the one thing that was on my mind, and where I thought he was going to go, about teams getting possibly worse, and Trace, you're probably going to be with me on this one. What are the Bears doing?
2: What are the Bears doing? I mean, <laughs> honestly, I'm not trying to be like, oh, Mr. Right. Packer fan, but like, what are they doing? Why? Like, unless, unless they've had some preconceived conversation with the agent of Sweat, and he's going to do a, he's going to, they're going to, they're going to like do an sign extension, yeah, right. uh, uh, basically a trade and sign or whatever, however you want to say it. That makes no sense. They're terrible. They're not – I mean – and Ryan Paul is their general manager. I just looked up when I was trying to figure out if he was in the last deal of his contract. His quote says, we're looking forward to him coming in and making an immediate impact and making this team better. It's like, what are you
1: talking about?
2: You, they're terrible. Imagine being like the, uh, the the Kansas City Royals, and at the deadline, you, you make a trade for a guy – and it's, like, basically a reliever. And you're like, yeah, this is going to help us win a couple extra games. It's like, what is it going to win you? Is I, it, I mean, I'm confused. I'm so confused by them.
3: This is two straight years where they were completely out of contention at the trade deadline. And they've traded away their second-round pick. Last year, they got Chase Claypool. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. They, they got Chase Claypool. While they, they traded away their, their tight end, right? Didn't they have a tight No, that was no. – uh, T.J. Hawkinson went from the Vikings to, yeah, uh, to the Lions. All right, different NFC North teams. But it's two straight years, they've traded a second-round pick for a player to make their team better, and they're going to – that that's like the 35th
2: overall pick. They traded away – and again, whether you're a Justin Fields guy or not, it doesn't matter, Like, but you traded away the opportunity of, of getting a guy like C.J. Stroud, who for all intents and purposes looks and appears to be like a franchise quarterback. Okay, that's fine you, if you're all in on Justin Fields that's cool. But then you trade back and Jalen Carter drops to you who arguably is the best defense, not even arguably, he was clearly the best defender in the draft and you pass on him because of, because of, I guess you're worried about the off the field incidents. I just, there's no, of all of the franchises genuinely that you could as a fan sit back and just ask the simple question. What are you doing? And I would genuinely think that the general manager of this professional franchise would have a pretty hard time explaining it with just a rational fan. It's Ryan Poles in the, in the in the Chicago Bears. You can't rationalize what they did. It makes legitimately zero sense. They
0: did they did have a need in pass rush, but like
2: they have two wins,
0: right? Like I just don't I don't get giving up a second rounder this year for Montez Sweat when you were going to have the option to sign him at the end of the season anyways. Like, if you're willing to pay him that contract, whatever they agreed to, if they even agreed to anything, it's probably going to be top dollar, regardless. So, I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. And like you said, it's like the 35th pick. It's not like some bottom second round pick and you've been without now your second round pick for a couple years it just didn't make any sense and the other team that didn't make sense to me that didn't do any trades it's actually two of them chiefs and the ravens who have no receivers I just I didn't well, get the that Chiefs, at all. The
4: Chiefs got Hardman back. The Chiefs got McCole Hardman back. Hardman. I, I, I don't know if you want to count that but he he was productive. Yes, he was. He was productive in Kansas City the way they use him. It's, he he basically has replaced the the Tyreek Hill role where he's doing end arounds and all kind of weird stuff. So, that that's one move, but yeah, the other one, yeah. I
0: The Ravens, I don't know what we're doing.
4: Ravens Ravens refuse to give Lamar Jackson help. They refuse.
1: Well, wait a minute now. Brian Billick said yesterday, and I think he's right on this. They lost J.K. Dobbs at the beginning of the year. J.K. Dobbins. He's their primary guy. But you go look at their numbers the last couple of weeks in the run game. They're doing fine. I mean, the Flowers kid's going to be a good player. We said that at the draft. I thought he was the most polished receiver there was coming out of college last year. Their first round pick, Zay Flowers. I think he's going to be an excellent player. OBJ's got to stay healthy. You know, you got guys like Aguilar and Bateman. And I mean, the, the point is, is that like he said yesterday, Brian Billick, they may not have one Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or T. Higgins for that matter. But as a group, it's the best group that Jackson has had I and want- the tight end Edwards.
4: I watched that same group drop nine passes. I know they had a nine. game this year where
1: that. I agree,
4: nine passes. But, but we also saw a game
1: where T. Higgins dropped four or five passes. That's but That's fair. an outlier. That that's fair. That's one
4: receiver in in a, in a stacked wide receiver room. The Ravens have no help on uh, receiving wise. They have Mark Andrews, who is limited again by his size and in speed. So there's only so there's only so much you can do with a tight end of that size. You look around, OBJ has another game last week, or on Sunday, where he had zero catches. 0 for 4, he was visibly upset. He was given a tantrum on the sideline, throwing his helmet. They don't throw it to Odell because Odell's not very good. Rashad Bateman is not very good. Rashad Bateman is not on the roster of half the teams in the NFL other than the Ravens. Mm. Zay Flowers is good. Zay Flowers will be good. Uh, He's had a couple bad games, but Zay Flowers is good. Other than that, he has no help. He has absolutely zero help. That's been my biggest issue with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. if you even want to throw him in there, is that he has constantly had no help to throw to. Yeah, the running game's great. And, and, and the, 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 who's the guy that was hurt? You said um, – Dobbins. I'm, I'm forgetting Get these up. names left and right. Dobbins uh, has been hurt now like three straight seasons. Yes, he has. So you can't say that's your number one guy. He gets hurt every single year time and time again. So Gus Edwards and Justice Hill and the committee they've got, they, they know how to work with them because, again, Dobbins is hurt time and time again. So I, Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and, and people who call him a running back, I get it. He is a, he's a mobile quarterback. But at the end of the day, he has had absolutely zero people to throw to for his entire career other than an aging Steve Smith senior and God knows who else he was thrown to at age 40.
3: For, for what it's worth, Baltimore is 7th in the league in score scoring.
1: Well, Monken, I mean, they're, they're averaging 115 rushing yards per game. They're averaging 230 passing yards per game, and their average attempt is almost 8 yards. Burrow was sitting at the bottom down there with the right. Bengals around 5. Right. They're, up, they're up at 8. Okay, you couple that with their defense alone. You know, touchdowns. Ravens have scored 23 touchdowns. They've given up 10 all year.
3: Tom, they're scoring more points than teams like the Chargers, who score a lot of points. Detroit, who we love their offense, they're scoring more points than the Chiefs. Like, their offense can be better, does have room for improvement, as Elliot points out, but they're still scoring at a high rate. Like, this Baltimore team, I don't think, is getting the proper credit for how well they've
2: played through eight I games. I agree with you. I Ready for the 100%. homer take? I, I'm being serious when I say this. And I haven't watched the Ravens a whole lot, so it's hard for me to say this as a fact. But I will say, when I've watched Georgia the past few years, Todd Munkin was their coordinator. He left. He went to the Ravens. And Todd Munkin was the best coordinator that I had seen at Georgia ever since I've ever watched. And it wasn't even so much to where it was because of the players. Everyone talks about all the players. that. But when was the last time you could say Georgia had, you know, like – and they've had some great receivers, yes, but they've always been hurt. Even A.J. Green was hurt for, for most of his career at Georgia towards the end. Uh, George Pickens was hurt the entire time uh, Munkin was there. Yes, he has Brock Bowers and all that. But I'm just saying, that's some of it. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that the Ravens are all they're, – they're having all the success because of Tom Munkin, but he came over and that
1: certainly probably helped if I had to guess. They're, they're going at almost 49% success rate on third down this year. I mean that's an unbelievable number, forty-nine percent. I mean they're getting it done now. Tom, they're getting it done.
3: They're six and two in, and we're going to do our power rankings in the second hour. But is there any AFC team playing better than them right now? I don't know. I don't know. They're they're certainly at the top of it. Are there is there any team in the NFL playing better than them?
1: Well, only the Eagles. I don't know.
2: Mark asked a good question. Are they peaking too early? Which I think is a real thing in the NFL.
1: So yeah. I mean, nobody, well, peaked the too, nobody peaked too early like they did last year. I mean, they looked like a juggernaut last season. Remember when the two years season started, ago, too, all Tom. Lamar was doing, but the guy's gotten hurt. And that's yes. the big question they got to be asking in Baltimore is how long can this last? Because the last two years, he's missed like, what? I think I read 11 or 12 games in December and or January.
3: When Lamar Jackson's on the field... The Ravens are a top three,
1: top five
3: team in the NFL. We've seen that over the last two years. Yep. Problem is, he gets hurt. He gets hurt in November, and he doesn't play in November, December, and then playoffs come around. He honestly hasn't played very well in the playoffs when he is there. So, yeah, can Lamar put a full season together like his MVP season back in 2019? Can we still see that Lamar for a full season? That remains to be seen just because the way he plays.
1: Uh, Everett points out Lamar has not shown he can beat Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, etc. When it matters. Fair point. That's fair. Fair point. More than fair.
3: All right. So it's Wednesday time and we haven't gotten to our picks from last week.
1: Okay. So
3: before we get into the second hour, let's let's go through our picks.
1: Okay. And coming up later on, we're still going to get into the uh, World Series. Uh, I've seen a couple people in the chat that are saying, uh, get the World Series over so we can get started on Red's Hot Stove. But hey. I get that. I mean, because look, the Vado thing, what do they have? Five days after the conclusion of the World Series? Is that what the the, the rule is? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's a handful of days after the World Series. They're gonna have to make a decision. Are they picking up his twenty million dollar option? Are they trying to negotiate a contract because you gotta pay him seven million just to leave? Here's seven million. We'll see you later. You know, maybe they come back and say, hey, we'll tack on three, four more on that. But they can't do that now. They might be doing it behind the scenes. You're not allowed to do it. But, you know, nobody's going to care if the Reds are trying to figure out a way to bring Botto back. Um, but, but that's a decision that has to be made. And the sooner the World Series ends, the sooner we start talking about those decisions. They're talking about them. You can book it right now down on Joe Nuxall Way. Uh, and, and a whole strategy for what they're going to do this offseason. Because they have got some money to spend. Mike Moustakas, your guy. You thought about bringing him back. He's off the books. I think Bronson Arroyo and Ken Griffey (coughs) Jr. are finally off the books, if I'm not mistaken. That is true. Uh, And then you got 25 million Avado off the books, theoretically. Um, And they made some money down there. I mean, remember early in the year, we're talking about, you know, smallest crowds in the history of ballpark 6,000, 7,000. And then. They started rolling, and the fans start pouring through the gates at Great American Ballpark.
2: You talked about stars yesterday, Tom, and I was thinking to myself, the weird thing about the Reds, and I think a lot of Reds fans would agree that Ellie De La Cruz is not probably our most influential player this past year. But without question, I was thinking to myself, if the Reds and the Diamondbacks swapped, would, it, would there be more would there be more appeal to the World Series? And the only answer that I could come up with was be yes, because of Ellie De La Cruz, and that's right. literally it.
1: I think you're That's right. Fair. That's fair. I think you're right. i tell you one thing that wouldn't happen. We'll get into this. Although, you know, I don't know. The, the, the Reds, they, they, they do so much by analytics. I'm not sure. But I, I, I mean, for the life of me, I, I just, I sit there and, and again, we're going to get to this later. I, and he's been doing it all year and he knows his team better than I ever will. We're talking about Torrey Lavello, the manager of the Diamondbacks. I mean, clearly they are in the World Series. So he's done a lot right. I just don't know how the sport gets to a point where you are in game four of the World Series and you're going with a bullpen game. I I don't know how we ever got to that. I mean, the one World Series that I had a chance to broadcast, and again, it was the Diamondbacks, you know, one against the Yankees. You had Schilling game one, Johnson game two. Yankees had Clemens game one, Pettit game two. Game three, the Diamondbacks come back with Miguel Batista, who goes seven innings, gives up one run. Game four, they start Brian Anderson, left-hander, kid out of Cleveland, Ohio. Seven innings, one run. That was their four starter. And last night, we're seeing the Diamondbacks starting the game with a relief pitcher. And the guy had not technically given up a run yet in the second inning he had allowed one hit and one walk and left with a runner at second base and an out in the second inning and no score in the game and he's taken out of the game well before you know it you kick a ball here misplay a ball there it's the third inning we've seen four or five pitchers and it's 10 to nothing texas
4: Okay. I'm okay with that strategy if you're winning in the series. I'm okay with a bullpen game if you're up 2 to 1. And you're heading into game 4 and you're like, "Okay, let's rest our guys maybe a little bit, give them a little bit of extra a, extra rest." But if you're losing the series, if you're down 2 to 1 and you and you're throwing in relievers, it's a tough it's a tough existence there.
3: Game has always been a weird game though, Tom. In the World Series, because that's like when you get out of the frontline starters and the and, and the managers know, hey, we just got to get to Game 5. What's the best way that we can you know, use one of our back-end starters and then get to our relievers? Well, I'm looking at last year's World Series Game 4. There was a total of 11 pitchers used in that game. Two years ago, that Game 4, there was a total of 13 pitchers used in that game. So this is... Maybe not a, a full-blown Johnny Holstaff game, but Game 4 has always been a wonky game. No, it's
1: always, it's always been the last four or five years since analytics came into play. It hasn't always been that that's way. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, and, and the point I was going to make that Trace brought up, I mean, th- think of the Reds. Okay, and again, I don't know what David Bell would have done. But if they had, we'll just keep Lodolo out because he wasn't even a factor. We knew he wouldn't have been able to participate in the postseason. But if you add Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, and Drew Abbott, Brandon Williamson would have started game four and given you a legitimate chance to pitch into the sixth inning.
3: I don't think Brandon Williamson would have pitched in the sixth inning. I but think you, he
1: might have. He was on a pretty good run there at the end.
3: That's fair.
1: That's but fair. What I'm saying he's a guy at least you're not going to run out there for an inning and a third unless he gives up five runs, right? Right. Correct. Right. Okay. I just don't understand how it comes to this. I really – I don't get it. And you are right,
3: Tom. I go back 20 years. I just pulled a random World Series out of a hat. I look at the 2003 World Series, uh, Yankees versus uh, Marlins. Game four, Carl Pavano went eight innings. Roger Clemens went seven innings. So, <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a very – it's a very. Rob Manfred did say he wanted to try to figure out a way, and I don't know how he's going to do it. Best of luck to him. But he did say he wants to incentivize – he wants to incentivize teams to uh, to utilize starting pitching longer. And I don't know how he's going to do that. I mean, there's there's a multitude of ways you could come up with, but many many people are going to be pissed off. However, he decides to try to do that,
3: you get a fourth out in the fifth inning if your pitcher's still in the game. You know, like I, honestly,
2: it'd be like you get a ghost. You get a ghost runner. Like as stupid as this sounds, if your starting pitcher is in the game in the seventh inning in the in the top of the eighth or bottom of the eighth, you get a ghost runner at second. Like that's which is preposterous. I mean, I mean that's a little out there.
1: Well, it all But st- but all don't starts- you think Dusty
2: Baker and I don't mean to bring 2012 up, but the Mike Leake game, the way that that Reds bullpen was, if analytics were a little more prevalent and and, and I, again, I know Dusty's not an analytical guy, but at the same time you could make the argument that that would have been a primed candidate to to run your bullpen out there, one in which was well rested and try to win a baseball game instead of running a guy out there for the first time in his major league career in a playoff game that meant a lot, and you don't know what you're going to get out of him.
1: Well, but at least Leak that season was a viable. Did not miss a start. Started the season right out of Arizona State, into the rotation. Guy won 12, 14 games, something like that. He he had a good year.
2: I'm not taking anything away from him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Arroyo, we've had him on this show, and he said that he begged Dusty to to bring him back uh, to pitch game four. Correct. Of that series. And Dusty decided not to. Uh, you know, now here comes Latos. Um, and anyway, the, the whole thing, we, we, we've we rehashed this over and over ad nauseum. All right, let's get to the picks. All right, let's get to the we'll picks. We'll talk more about the World Series in a little bit. Might be over tonight. Uh, across the board, Oklahoma State. A lot of people in this room were very worried when it was 10 to 7 at halftime. I was. I certainly was. But
4: you know what? The home team brought it home. Good for Oklahoma State. Good for them. Good for them.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know why we keep doing this with UC. They're just not very good this year.
4: Shout out to UC's kicker the again. What? I'm not going to name names. <sighs> Ripped a ball off the left upright from 15 yards.
0: Ripped it. Accidentally, for uh, uh, deleted the, the spread, um, I think. Oh, it was oh, six uh, and a oh, half. Yeah, six and a half. I got
4: it? No, it was not. It was seven and a half. Yeah, that's seven right. and a half. It was seven and, seven and a half. And a half. That's
1: right. That's right. Well, I, know way, it wasn't,
2: I know it wasn't like 28 or whatever <laughs> that ended up being. So I think <laughs> yeah. you guys are yeah, safe. Everybody
1: yeah. uh, off the board, the question is, will UC win a game in the Big 12 this year? Absolutely not.
2: Sean asked a question yesterday, and I don't know if we've ever done the research. Has there been a new incoming ACC? Is that what they call them? Sorry, no, the AAC. The AAC teams, have, they, have any of them won a game? And I think the answer was yes. Houston won, has won one game like Iowa State against West Virginia. Okay. So, shout the out Tigers. to UC and UCF. One of them will get their first win in the Big Twelve. Casey. One day,
4: we had Oklahoma on
1: the ropes. Waved <laughs> Waved the a, you're, well, you're right about that. It you was twenty to six. Kiddingly. The
3: final was twenty to six. They started waving the weed out there, and that's in, right. In Oklahoma,
4: Elliot one to zero to start these picks. By the way, I love my chances.
1: You time. have Cincinnati at zero and five. I
4: can it's not going
1: <laughs> Cincinnati at zero and five. UCF clash of the Titans this weekend at Nippert. Bearcat bashed and get home for LSU, Alabama. (laughs) Houston is one and four. Although Houston should have beaten Oklahoma, uh, Texas the week before they ran out of steam at the end of the game. And BYU is two and three. So a total of three wins in what, uh, well, BYU didn't come from the American. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I I beg your pardon. You're right. So they're one and 14. Something's got to give this weekend. Throw out the record books when UC and UCF get together.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn right.
1: The off. national champions, UCF. Damn right. What a pitiful, what a pitiful
4: organization that
1: is. Who? UCF. Who, isn't, I, isn't that isn't the old Auburn coach down there? Who? Mazzalon? What's his name? Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah, he is. I forget his name.
1: Uh, I guarantee
4: you they'll start winning some games. Maybe. National champion, self-proclaimed.
1: Next game. Okay, next game. I tell you, what you This is when things went south for Casey and me. Yeah, it's a tough huh. one, Tom. That, that was a butt kicking. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, mm. I, I can sit here as an OU alum and say that that was a tail kicking. Chuck Martin, you are coaching your tail off, and your kids are playing great. Good luck the rest of the way, and I mean it. All, all, right. those,
3: all those high nooners and frat kids over there in Oxford. It doesn't
1: it's... change the high nooners.
3: Just, just... Chuck
1: Martin is a hell of a football coach. Uh, and and the guys that are coming to the game, they're, they're drinking some raspberry thing. All right, go ahead. By nice. the way, 2-0, Tom, pineapple if or Bushberry, or whatever it is. Yeah,
4: Bushberry, yeah. Tom, if you're paying attention, that's 2-0 now for Elliott. 2-0. It'll
1: change. How many more successful seasons
2: does Chuck Martin have to have before he gets consideration for at least Here some kind of?
1: He'll be pursued this offseason.
4: When you're playing the Little Sisters of the Poor every year, it doesn't really matter. They went in a nip at
1: night and, and beat nip beat, beat Satter, on Satterfield on a Saturday. Everybody beat Satterfield on a, on a, Satterfield have on a Saturday. Have you ever heard of Urban Meyer? I have heard of him. He coached at Bowling Green. Have you ever heard of Brian Kelly? I have he heard of him. He coached at Kelly. Central Michigan. Okay, I mean, you can find a damn good football coach. Did they stay there Look for at the years? guy at Kansas. He left Buffalo. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, maybe you can wait on the basketball season for a little bit. We got a pretty good thing going here." There are real men that come out of the MAC. That's right. Okay. So don't badmouth the MAC. I'm glad, and I'm glad everybody chose to stay in
4: the MAC because that's where the real men are. They stay in the MAC. They get the job at the MAC, and they stay at the MAC
1: every year. Next game. Next. Everybody picked the Buckeyes, and uh, look. The, the wise guys in Vegas, they knew what they were doing. They did. Got hooked. Right? Got hooked. Yep. 24 uh, uh, to 10 was the final. Buckeyes don't cover. All of us lose. So there's an L, Elliott. What's Elliott, 2-1 and one, by all
4: the right. hook. Asterisk 3-0. Oh.
1: Easy. You know what? This really was just a, I mean complete dumb pick by you and me. Why, why, Tom? Tom I, I had them. They had. I, mean, I expect we to have a that joke. Like I this. just brought up Urban Meyer. They have stuck since Urban Meyer walked out the door at the University of Florida. What yeah. are they going through? Dan Mullen and who's this guy now? Napier, and they went through uh, McIlwain, right? And all these. Guys. I mean, Florida. Emory Jones I, played. I don't at know Florida. what to tell you. Emory Jones played a full
4: season to Florida. A couple of them. <laughs> I should tell you a little bit.
3: We had them. I mean, our Gators had this game won. A few things yeah, went wrong sure late, they, and, uh, yeah. they yeah, were that's...
1: done when they walked out of the tunnel. <laughs> hey, they
2: they they marched right down the field, scored touchdowns, seven nothing. Right, that's right. And then D
1: U N. That was the end of that. That's exactly right. All right, Casey. Elliot, three and one. Uh, Elliot, you're three and one. Got it going on. Uh, there's another one. Whoa. Casey, what were we thinking? Easy. Oregon's <sighs> for real. Yeah, are we sleeping on Oregon? I guess Bo
0: Nix is all right. I guess he's okay, but
1: okay. So, so, fellas, here's the thing, though. You know, and somebody made the comment yesterday. But Trace might have been you, somebody else, and and most people agree with this comment. But you know, talking about what do the college football playoff rankings really mean? The first one, okay? And 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 there's a detailed history of where teams were in the first ranking, and where they were once the final four was decided. Here's what the initial ranking does do. Oregon lost to Washington. If anybody's watched every game since then, Oregon looks like twice the team Washington does. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. But because they beat them, I think we all would agree. Okay, they beat them. So Washington's going to be ranked ahead of them, right? Right. Okay, well... The reason I bring this up is if that is ultimately your decider in who's going to be ranked higher, because there's going to be a one-loss team, maybe two one-loss teams that get into the college football playoff. Not every team that goes to the college football playoff is undefeated. Remember, last year, Ohio State and TCU both had losses. Michigan and Georgia were undefeated. So there's going to be at least two. Okay, well, if that's your, let's say, your argument for Washington being ahead of Oregon. What happens if Washington loses one game? And Oregon loses one game. You've already established the fact that you think Washington, okay, now granted, undefeated, but they beat Oregon head to head. I think it's safe to say, fellas, sitting here in this room, Oregon's number six behind Washington five. If Washington loses a game, Oregon's leapfrogging them. 100%. Yeah. so it's a big deal where you get ranked in that first thing it's a big deal and if you go back and look at the history of the whole thing of where teams were the only team that has come all from way back was in 2014 Ohio State the very first year the first ranking they were 16th and wound up fourth in the final poll destroyed Alabama in the semis and boat raced Oregon in the championship that's the only team that's come way, way back. There have been teams 8, 9, stuff like that, but nobody as far as 16. All right, what's next?
0: Pro game. Bad beat.
3: Look at that. What a sharp play. Sharp. The
1: Elliott is 5-1 on these picks. 5-1 on these picks. Okay, how did that translate to your actual
4: cash flow? I, I was profitable. I was profitable this weekend. I want some money.
3: He's a zillionaire.
4: I'm a zillionaire. He's a zillionaire. A regular zillionaire. What a, what a, what a backdoor cover.
3: There. Nah, that was a backdoor cover. Yeah, that was cover. disgusting. A
4: great backdoor cover. <laughs> they kicked a field
3: goal with 30 seconds left.
1: Well, they yeah, had the onside kick right, thing, where Aguilera's standing there, you know, and he doesn't even go try to go get the ball. He got it the second time. All right.
0: Here comes another bad beat, Tom.
4: For me, at least. Elliot is 6 1 on these picks. 6 and 1 on these picks.
3: Ooh. Look at
4: us. Six and one. It was never a doubt in that game. It, it took right. one helmet never interception. It took right. one helmet interception. Bounced 50 feet in the air. Intercepted. Boom.
1: Touchdown. Seahawks win and cover easily. Casey, we're, we're going to bring this up because you're going to have your stink list later in the show today. I, I, and, and just looking back on that now, how do you say all the terrible things that you say about Cleveland, the Browns, the city, the suburbs, when I try to talk about how nice the suburbs are in Cleveland along the lake? west and east and then you picked them that's right i did pick them because i didn't have any faith in
0: seattle the team that i i absolutely adore and geno smith but i just thought it was a really bad matchup but i was wrong i was wrong and like elliot just said it was uh, never a doubt apparently it only took an interception to to off seal it off the head off the helmet to seal that game so it was just a bad beat it was just a bad beat on my part Elliott, 6-1. Elliott is 6-1 and one up to this moment.
1: Uh, okay. Next up, I had a bad weekend. <laughs> Tom, did you get one right? Yeah, I got, I got like two, I think. Yeah, he's got a couple right. Men of Aluminum, They their offense is just so bad. They're playing tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. They,
3: yeah, they do play tomorrow night. Is what a Kenny, future Pickett, game is that Kenny be. Pickett playing to Mitch Trubisky? Woo! I watched this entire game, Tom. Woo! That was a tough offensive performance. Kenny Pickett got hurt. I think I like, get the second quarter, and Mitch yep. went in there, and Mitch, he looked he two looked picks. Uh, Tom, they weren't. I mean, you might as well just hand the ball off to the defensive end. They
4: were <laughs> terrible, terrible.
1: And a balloon. Elliot, is that a win or a loss for you?
4: That's unfortunately a loss for me. But you know what? We're six and two right now. If you're riding my picks, you're up one million dollars.
3: First touchdown in this game was scored with Stop. five minutes left in the third quarter.
4: Brutal.
2: QB Kenny Pickett says he is, quote, for sure playing versus the Titans on Thursday night. Good.
3: I I like.
1: I am excited to see your homeboy, Will Levis, tomorrow night.
3: It is is the the game between two guys that I stand behind, and Will Levis and Kenny Pickett.
1: The mayo coffee drinker.
3: Just watch. Don't watch Kenny Pickett (laughs) for the first three quarters. Just watch him cook in the fourth. That's when he shines, Tom.
1: You know what? Now, there's truth to that.
3: 18 starts. Six game-winning drives. That's all I'm saying. That's one-third of his starts.
1: And when you watch that game, I don't think Jacksonville's in the top tier of teams. I don't. I think ATN is a great back. Lawrence can be very good. You know, it's hard to say how good their defense is because Pittsburgh's offense is so bad. I don't think Jacksonville, and look, the Bengals are going to play them down there. But but I don't think when push comes to shove uh, in a playoff game, I don't think Jacksonville beats the Bengals. I don't think they beat the Ravens. I don't think they beat the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think they beat Miami. Um, you agree or disagree? There was some hype revolving the, the Jaguars going into the year
3: because of the way they finished last year, yep. they started out 3-7, and seven, then went on a run, made the playoffs, won a playoff game. Um, then they start 1-2. And, and everyone's like, listen, this Jacksonville team's not very good. Well, what have they done since then? They've ripped off five straight wins. So uh, they're, they're playing ball – very well right now. They've got a good coach. they got a good quarterback. That's the recipe to win in this league. Do I think they're on the same pedestal as the Lamar Jackson, Jim Harbaugh's, and the the Chiefs with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and, and Joe Burrow? No. But they're 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 still a pretty good team. They're I, I, win 12 I,
1: I agree they're a pretty good team. I'm just saying I don't think that they are, when all is said and done, they're not there yet. Maybe they will get there. Who knows? A lot of football left to be played. Okay. Is that it? Nope. we got two more left. Two more. Okay. I probably don't want to see them. All right, we all picked the Cowboys. That was a massacre. Easy win. Yeah. Casey, you're the one who's talking up the Rams last week.
0: Yeah, but this is a bad matchup for them, Tom. I mean, they <laughs> they were going to get killed. They don't have a great offensive line, Matthew Stafford, clearly.
1: Would you have given up a first and second round pick for Aaron Donald? No,
0: not a first and second. No, too old. It's too old. Last Last year of his contract, I'm pretty sure, or pretty darn close to it.
1: Okay. Just curious. Wouldn't do it. All right. Go ahead.
0: And then finally.
1: Look at us. Look at
4: that, Tom. Eight and two for Elliot. I don't want to hear anybody talking about my bad gambling ever again. Eight and two. Easy. Easy money there. And one of them lost by the hook. So depending on when you place that Ohio State bet, you might have won it.
1: There are four gamblers out of five humans in this room. I have every other vice there is. That's not one of them. There are four gamblers in this room. Last weekend, just give me a dollar amount. How much money did you win gambling last weekend? Casey, will start with you. How much total, money? How total much? cash, win or lose. Um, and nobody from the IRS watches your shows because the Republicans are getting rid of all those people who work there. So go ahead.
0: <laughs> I made about 400 $400, $450, okay. $500. Trace?
1: I did not place a bet. Okay. Uh, Elliot?
2: Uh, it was
4: probably around 250
3: Yes, yeah, some somewhere in the, the 300 range, up like 1500 bucks in, in the month of October. Hopefully my wife's not watching.
1: Zebra. That puts you, little man, on the totem pole. <laughs>
4: I'm trying to win money, Tom. I'll get my wins where I can get them. Last night... I'm, gonna give, we're gonna, I'm sure we might talk about it, we might not. It was the first night of action football last night. It was a beautiful, snowy evening in, in Toledo, in yep. central Michigan. I bet on the Toledo under because in my brain, I thought, you know what? Snow game, blizzard, it's going under, 47. They scored 28 points in the first quarter. Right. So my brain tells me, all right, we've already lost that bet. We're going to now place it on the over 58. So I'm riding that. It gets to halftime. There's 31 points scored. There's 31 points scored. Now I'm questioning that over I took. Sure. Because now it looks like that might not hit. So I did another alternate over of 51. (laughs) So now I had two bets on all over 51 and one on over 58, but I still had the under 47. Well, luckily for me, only 10 points were scored in the second half. So the initial under that I placed before the other two bets, that was the one that won.
1: How about that? So I lost money on the (laughs) game. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, that's just a terrible brain.
2: I have never heard of anything (laughs) like that in my life. And I'm
1: sure that's commonplace for those who gamble, right? But I've never heard of that in my life.
2: I do the opposite, Tom. If if I see a team score 28 points in the first quarter, I immediately go to the live line and I bet the under because you would like to think that water finds its level (laughs) and things are going to probably get back to the original line. So he does the opposite, it turns out.
1: Well, uh, Justin says Elliot might need to call that hotline number.
4: I absolutely do. I'm not putting hundreds down, Tom. I'm putting tens down. Steve says it sounds
1: like excellent fiscal thinking. (laughs) 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 Listen. So you've got your detractors and you've got your proponents
4: listen you can invest in stocks or a roth ira you can all do all that nonsense but tom when you bet on uh betford sportsbook the greatest sportsbook known to man i know what my money is going to do and that money will be winning
2: tom Actually, we got a super chat i don't know if you've seen it but uh justin says investigate any Justin's team, my guy <laughs> investigate any team besides michigan and you'll find the same thing this is all because ohio state blowhards crying about losing to michigan I'll well, let you start first, Tom. No, no,
1: no. I mean, Justin, look, there are a lot of people that are going to say that. And I, I, and I know you're, you're half kidding, half serious about this. But look, this, this story, I mean, when you really start digging into some of the things that have happened since this allegedly started in 2021, even the most subjective person, the, most, the biggest Michigan fan in the world would have to say, oh, boy. In 2020, Michigan lost, forget losing to Ohio State, where for a second straight year, they gave up 55 or more points. Okay, they, they gave up 59 points per game to Ohio State in 2019 and in 2020. 59 per game, okay? They lost in 2020, pandemic, all that kind of thing. Everybody had to play by those rules. They not only, not only lost to Ohio State. They not only lost to Penn State. They lost to Indiana. They lost to Michigan State. Well, ever since 2021, they are 24 and 1 in the Big 10. 24 and 1. And against Ohio State, that the last two years had the highest scoring offense in college football. Best receiving group, arguably the best quarterback in CJ Stroud, scoring 45 points every game. Those last two years since this scandal has alleged to have taken place, Ohio State's averaged 25 points per game against Michigan. Now, again, this isn't some Ohio State fan, this is a real deal. And I go back to that thing and we'll talk about it later about what should happen to Michigan. But this is the biggest story in sports. Hands down, right now, and where this is going. This is not good. This is not, and I'd be saying the same damn thing if it was Ohio State. If they were cheating, And they were doing something that everybody knew was against the rules and have since those rules were implemented in 1994. I would say the same thing about Ohio State. I'd say the same thing about Ohio University, my alma mater. Throw the book at him. If you can prove it, and there is a paper trail and there's a money trail from here to Ann Arbor on this Connor Stallions guy. If they can prove that anybody inside of that Michigan football coaching staff was made aware of the sign stealing that Connor Stallions is to have allegedly done, if they can tie this to anybody on that staff, all of them should be fired. Starting with a head coach, right on through every coordinator and staffer they have on the team.
3: Tom, is it going to look bad on the Big Ten's behalf when they fire everyone from Michigan and Michigan goes 1-11 every year but beats Ohio State by like 40 points like they have the last year? If years? they do
1: it by the rules of the game, that's
2: okay with me. This is very similar to Houston's situation, isn't it? I mean, the the Astros, I think that most people would agree that are within sports that there are there is a line in the sand with gamesmanship of being able to steal signs. If you're on the sideline and you're able to, to decipher signs in real time or during the game, then by all means, it feels like it's it's fair play to try to be able to use that to your advantage. It definitely feels like you cross the line when you're going to games. And not only are you going to games, but now you are trying to disguise yourself. And as soon as you start disguising yourself, clearly at that point, you are admitting to your own self and to everyone else that you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. So I don't really, I've always been in the middle of this in regards to kind of like, ah, whatever, they're stealing some signs, no big deal. But the more and more that has come out from it, it feels like they've gone a little bit over the line and what you do with them, Tom, nothing's going to happen. Do I, think it, do I think that there's going to be repercussions that come from this? I think there will be very little repercussions that come from this because it's going to be way too hard, in my opinion, to prove anything, especially if you get the NCAA involved. However, for those that don't think that it matters, um, it actually helped Ohio State one year, in my opinion, because Michigan uh, was playing a very tight ball game against Illinois back in 2022. I don't know if you remember this game or not. I do. And I don't know why it popped in my head yep. when I was thinking of it this morning. But there was a situation where Illinois had them on the ropes. Yes, Illinois was up 17-13. to 13. They had the ball in the Michigan 33. Right. And there was a play on fourth and um, – well, but I don't know the exact down and distance right off the top of my head here. But there was a play in which Illinois tried to basically deceive and, and run a trick play, and it got blown up. And now whether or not that was because they stole a sign or not, I don't – you know, it's hard to say. Yeah. But those are the things that I could make the case that, you know what, That's where it does matter is that if you are without question stealing signs premeditated ahead of time, if for those that think that it doesn't matter, then why do they do it? That's what I would ask. If Jim Harbaugh and the rest of the Michigan staff think
1: that, oh, it's, you know, it's not really that big of a deal, then why do you go do it? Well, I got, I got I, again. I I always go, back, and I know a lot of you guys roll your eyes because some of you, you know, don't have it or or maybe don't want to spend your extra money if you have extra money at all these days uh, on on having uh, a subscription to this athletic. But this story they did today, I mean, th- th- this was like it's fascinating to the other people in that world, and and one of the parts inside of it talked about. This is NCAA manual 101 stuff. And just how brazen and in your face, Michigan was basically saying to everybody, screw you, we're doing it. There were a lot of references made in this thing by coaches who say they could have pulled this off for years and never gotten caught. Could have. But the way the arrogance... They went about it to say, screw you, rules be damned. I am betting money. I'm going to disagree with you and we will agree to disagree. The Big Ten is going to be forced to make the call on this deal. There is no way if this stuff ke- becomes, starts getting more and more and more and more, and we still have four weeks left of the regular season, there is no way. The Big Ten Conference, which the Big Ten, by and large, and there are there are certain cases here and there, but the Big Ten may be more so than any other conference when it comes to sportsmanship, when it comes to the ethics, when it comes to the academics. They are the model conference in all of college sports. Doesn't mean they have the best football team every year. Doesn't mean they have the best basketball team every year. But when it comes to combining the athletics and the academics, without a doubt, the Big Ten is the premier conference in the country. They cannot allow Michigan to play in this Big Ten championship game. If they're able to prove, and they've already proven a lot. This isn't like these tickets that were bought by Connor's Stallions. This isn't some rumor. He had tickets on each sideline for the game two weeks ago between Ohio State and Penn State. Now, do you have any idea? I was on StubHub thinking about going to that game. Do you have any idea how much tickets in the lower bowl at the 50-yard line were going for that game? And he had tickets on both sidelines at the 50. And then the story broke with his name in it. He's a no-show. I mean, come on. This article, it details TCU. And then it details Ohio State. Ohio State goes up against Georgia in the college football semis, puts 41 on Georgia. The back-to-back national champs, without their best receiver playing the final quarter of the game. They put 41 on Georgia. The story points out that TCU had caught wind, that Michigan was doing this. And so in the college football playoff semifinal game, Sonny Dykes, the head coach at TCU, would send in a signal for a play, would then change the signal from the sideline to a different play, but not change the play. It would go back to the original play. TCU scored 51 points against Michigan. I'm not making this stuff up. This is serious business, and this doesn't even take into account the most important part of this whole thing, and that is players' safety. The danger of 18- to 22-year-old kids and what could happen to them if the other team knows what it is you're going to do. There is no way the Big Ten can allow Michigan if this continues to be proven. And all it needs is one or two little more pieces of evidence for this to be proven. And there's no way Tony Petiti and the Big Ten, Commissioner, can let them play in the championship game of the Big Ten this year. There's no way. No chance. I'll find what, out if it happens.
4: I think what Trey said though is true. I think that it, I, I I know two wrongs don't make a right, but you'd be foolish to think that there's no other teams in the NCAA that aren't doing this. Maybe not to the psychotic level as this guy dressing up like other people sitting on the sidelines of opposing teams. Asterix don't know if that's true, but it appears it's true. I don't know if if other people are wearing glasses with little cameras on the top of them. Again, what they're doing is psychotic. It's weird. If but at the end of the day, you have to still prove it. You have to prove it, and I know that you you'd be you'd be brain dead if you believe that nobody on nobody else on Michigan knew that what that that this guy was doing this, right? There somebody has to know about it. But you do still have to prove it. I, I this is. You're right. This is You're a country right. where you still have to prove it. You're right. So if they find something, if it's like Brady, where they got the texts, or if they got, if he plugged his phone into uh, into the hard drive in Michigan, and they're able to find the video, then yeah, then then it's over, and, and you broke the rules, and you got caught, and it's over. But I, you can't preemptively suspend or or punish this team for the actions of one man. And that's all it is right now. It's still one man. That's as psychotic. Exactly right. As psychotic as this human being appears to be, it's still just one human being that's involved. That's it. That's
1: until, exactly until, right. There until has Har- to be a link between that guy and the football. There the, has the, to be the, the, the coaching staff. So the big, the big, but the, the, but the, the Big is. Ten
4: can't suspend or, or not let Michigan play until they know I for agree. sure.
1: I agree. I There's, there's a video there's there's
2: evidence there. of this guy standing right next to the defensive coordinator for for Michigan during their playoff game against TCU, though. So that, that's where you and leave. And the game that, against Ohio State. So, so clearly, they, I mean, like, let's let's, – I'm with you, Elliot. There's no doubt that nothing's probably going to happen to Michigan this year. I agree L- with that. Literally just because of the way our justice system works. Whether you like it or you don't, I've always said, and I continue to say, that you have to stand by the justice system of what this country is founded upon, which means that you are innocent until proven guilty. <clears throat> All signs point to guilty. Trust me. But as far as the, uh, if anything has been proven within college athletics, when it comes to governing bodies, they are not swift and they are not fast. That's right. And it wouldn't surprise me in in the slightest in four years from now, somehow there's some stupid little retraction or some ban of something that happened to Michigan and they just take some wins away like it really matters. Similar to Kansas, very similar to Kansas. So I, I, I don't know, I guess the good news is, if you want to say there is good news, is that Social media in a way, if as much as, as much as kind of slander as social media gets, social media without question was the, was the avenue and the medium that allowed this story to become mainstream, big and big J journalists started, started running after stories that people were breaking on the internet of pictures and all these things. And now at least if anything, it's going to curb their cheating. You would like to think, I mean, they're not going to be sending people out now when they're getting investigated. So at least they stopped the initial issue. And it it reminds me directly and exactly like the Houston Astros. Sign stealing is cool if you're doing it from second base. But you can't be stealing signs with video electronic cameras and then buzzing people and letting them know what pitch is coming. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Michigan. Yes, everyone steals signs in college football. But they're just not sending guys out in different uniforms and sending them out in, in, in different games and stealing them that way. And I don't know why we as humans think that those are two different things, but I would argue those are completely two different things.
3: Is it – what does it say that if the likely thing is that, you know, Harbaugh knew and he's overseeing this and, you know, he's got to take – he's got to take the blame and everything because he's overseeing his coach, he's overseeing his staff, all these things, that the guy that should get in the most trouble, who should be the head coach, Jim Harbaugh, because once again he's overseeing this whole thing, is that he will face – the least amount of uh, repercussions. Because if he gets in trouble, guess what happens to him? Leaves town. He goes coaching in the NFL. Yeah, Yeah. His, his reputation's a little tarnished. But, you know, he just goes on back and, you know, go coaches the, the, the Raiders. They need a, they need a coach. They'll take him in a heartbeat. So the guy that perhaps maybe should be the most in trouble here is going to feel the fewest amount of repercussions. You're
1: exactly right. You're 100% correct. Connor Stallions, I mean, look – I think he's just doing what he was told. He has to be, Tom. And, 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 and do I think he's an evil guy? I don't know Connor Stallions. I'm not going to sit here and judge if he's an evil guy. If somebody's paying your salary and they say, hey, I want you to go buy tickets to that football game over there. Yeah, we really shouldn't do that. But you know, bring your phone and, you know, take some video.
2: Tom, if you love Michigan football your whole life and, and Jim Harbaugh came to you and said, hey, I need you to do these things. You're 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 100 doing them. You add in the fact that Michigan was in the spot that they were in. They've been they've been getting their tails kicked in by Ohio State for an extended period of time. They were desperate, Tom. Yeah, they were desperate. And desperate times call for desperate measures. And unfortunately, like it or not, we are all competitors. And the same reason that people took steroids in baseball, the same reason the Houston Astros cheated, and the and the same reason that college football programs paid players long before it was legal is because the reason. That those things happen is because you're trying to gain a competitive advantage because ultimately everyone in that sport and everyone in sports in general are competitors. And it just rose to a level to where it got a little ridiculous. And that's what
1: happened. Yep. Um, Okay. Are we, uh, are we, we are way late for the locals here today are you not giving us a weather update because the sun is shining in beautiful hamilton ohio today yeah i think we just do the ads
4: today Let's think, do the ads yeah i think we're past the weather but
1: we still do have um what do we have power today? rankings power, have power rankings, rankings. yeah yep. we're gonna get to that we, we got plenty of time here we, 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 what time is it here we're good we're, 30 minutes we got power rankings we got top five God, you guys aren't old enough it just sucks to have to pull out a pair of glasses to see the watch
4: i can't imagine that pain Trace, you're getting there. Classes. There
1: were things I can see. Lord, thank you. So I'm not going to – I mean, but it just – it just. Did you have it good just, eyesight when you were younger? Oh, I mean, cool. like a hawk. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. Come on. They called yeah. me the hawk. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Chicago broadcaster called the hawk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Casey, please take it away. Get me out of this mess. Yeah,
0: so the Bengals report is brought to you by Encore Technologies. Encore Technologies provides – IT solutions for a data centered world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop, to data center, supporting both centralized and work from home computing modules to improve efficiency and productivity. 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 (laughs) You clown. I I don't, I don't know what this is, but visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. It's productivity. And then we have a new premium. Where does it begin here in Hamilton, Ohio, Pawnee water. Uses natural limestone filtration, unlike the artificial processing that other brands use. The result is a healthy alkaline water, the best tasting water in the world. You can visit Pawnee Water at pahhni com to see where you can buy this
4: great tasting water. And for me, that arm's got to be tired. You got to be feeling it. <sighs> it's
0: the pH level. It's not a 7. It's not a 9. It's a perfect 8. Reed, What do you like about this water?
3: Uh, you know, I was drinking, <laughs> I was drinking some Pawnee last night. And last night we let the Pawnee talk. Don't don't throw that. Don't throw that across. I got it. It's the it, it. natural limestone filtration. Oh, that's why I was a catcher. Yeah, for me, it's the natural limestone filtration. It's also the involuntary response I have when I taste the water. It simply tastes that good. Watch.
4: <sighs> oh, Is that refreshing, Yes. At least- Can I have the microphone, please? Oh yeah. Here Uh, I can't wait. By the way, I am waiting to toss this back with all that computer stuff over there. I am (laughs) pumped to knock everything off that desk with this microphone. And we're going to do it. We're too far into the bit not to do it. Uh, Pawnee, yeah, the water's great. For me, it's the smoothness. It goes down the gullet nice and easy. Uh, it's not like that other water that you're going to drink. Uh, it, it almost feels like that water's clunky, like there's something in there. Uh, like, there's bacteria almost. Like, they're trying to poison you. Not Pawnee water. That's right. It uses limestone filtration, natural limestone. Yep. It's not the fake limestone. Not lemon pebbles. It's not. <laughs> that's Bruce It's <that's> Silly. Uh, <laughs> it's not that. Drink the water. It's the best water known 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 to man. So, let's, now we're going to throw this microphone back. We have Which, a new yeah, member. By the
0: way, we have a new member. We have a yep. new we're member.
4: We have a new member. Yash. Welcome to Nutcutter Nation.
3: You, Welcome. To, we appreciate you you joining.
0: Hang on. Get get in get in the camera angle at least. Yeah, you know. Cool.
2: I'm trying to stay away from the actual expensive stuff here. This is so. Get cool. it. Up, get it up high.
0: Get it up high. There we go. Easy. Hey. Easy.
2: Easy. Opa. Opa.
3: Opa. Opa. Easy. Um, so yeah, for the rest of the show, we have uh we have a couple things to do. We're gonna do our power rankings in both college and the NFL. I've got a top five. We are gonna have box lunch that'll be hosted by Elliot. Ellie Rue. So we got a, we got about an hour and a half left of this show. We broke down a lot of things. Uh anything else? Any other housekeeping things that we have to get to? Uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll have Marty on the show.
0: We'll do stinkless tomorrow. How about that? All
3: right. We still so do, wait, switch it over why to Casey. KC.
0: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we'll do we'll do stink list I tomorrow because we still got a lot to do today.
3: So, I
4: want stink list. Yeah. That's
0: okay. It's all right. I need I need a little extra time. How about that? Need a little extra time he's due to, to the trade the deadline. Stink list. Yeah. Got to he, perfect he's it.
1: He's concocting a smell. Wait a minute. Are we not doing a stink list because you don't have it ready, <laughs> or because we don't have time? Because we got plenty of time.
0: Well, we still got to do lots of stuff today, Tom. I don't well, think well, we have lots, lots of time.
1: Lots of stuff. Our power <laughs> rankings take five minutes.
0: Well, let's get right into it then. How about that?
1: You didn't so answer we, my question. We, so we do <laughs> have time. Do we have time or we don't have time?
0: I don't know. Let's get through our power rankings and we'll see where we're at. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Tom, do you want to start us off?
1: Start us off where are we starting? in the pros or in college? That's up to you. Let's start in the pros. Uh, I've got the Eagles and the Ravens top two teams, in my opinion, by far. Through eight games. Dolphins three, Lions four. I have the Bengalis coming in five. No Kansas City Chiefs on there for me.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. Was that hard for you to do, Tom? It was. It was. Because, I mean, I'm a big Mahomes guy, believer in Mahomes. I mean, they are what they are. But I just, when watching them play this year, and I know their record is better than the Bengals. It's the same as the Ravens, Dolphins, Lions. I just look at them this year and I say to myself, are you a top five team if you've lost two and fill in the blank? Who they've lost to this year.
3: Lost to the Broncos. And they've lost to the uh, the who they lions yeah. Who's in your top five?
1: Okay, there we go.
3: Fair enough. It's a good top five. It's fair enough.
1: Stepping out of the box a little. Yeah, like it. yeah all right. Bring it, bring it over here. Who's Case. next?
3: Bring it over here, Case. Listen, this is my top five. Um, you know, you know my take. I, I did move the Eagles up to number one because I don't think that there's anybody playing better football than them in the NFL right now. Um, the Ravens snuck into the three spots once again. They're they're just a very very good team. Um, I still, it's, it's hard for me to imagine the Kansas City Chiefs not winning the West. It's hard for me to imagine the Kansas City Chiefs not playing home playoff games. It's hard for me to imagine the Kansas City Chiefs not winning playoff games. So for that reason, I still think that they are the best team in the AFC. Um, the Jaguars have won five in a row after starting one and two. So they are, so they are now six and two. I've got a couple of these uh, these records wrong. That's on my, that's my behalf because I put these in. Um, the Jaguars are number four and listen, the 49ers still making the top five. They've lost three games in a row, but we can't say a team is one of the best teams we've ever seen just three weeks ago. And then they lose three games in a row and just completely write them off the face of the earth. They've played a good Bengals team who played their best game of the year. They played a feisty Browns team. You know, they're going to find their way back to being a double digit win team. They're going to find their way back to winning a playoff game. I still think the 49ers are very, very good. Okay. I like it. That's a good, that's a good top five. Zebra?
1: Time. Zebra time. Are the Browns on this list again? No, no Browns. No okay. Browns. All right.
4: Okay. They lost. Top five. Uh, yeah, not a, not a bunch of new stuff here except for the bottom. Eagles, obviously, best record in the NFL. Best team in the NFL through eight weeks, nine weeks, whatever we've been through. Uh, they, they still haven't had their bye yet. The,
1: the Eagles haven't? No. That's wild. All those teams with eight games have not had a bye yet.
4: That's wild. Uh,
1: Chiefs. I still
4: think the Chiefs are damn good. Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. So they can lose honestly three in a row more. So they could be six and five right now. I'd still have number two because at the end of the day, though, they will be playing for an AFC Championship game. That's just a fact. Who? Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will be playing for another AFC in, 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 in the AFC Championship game.
1: Really? Yeah. No, okay. No, All right.
4: I, I have no doubt in my okay. mind unless Mahomes gets hurt. Okay. In, in which case, that team plummets to irrelevant. Ravens. Ravens are good. I, I try to not count the Ravens because I, I still don't believe in the offense a ton, even though every statistic that goes against my point. But Ravens are damn good. Lamar Jackson's playing at an MVP level. I think he could win the MVP this year if they were to keep this up. Jaguars. Jaguars have been slept on by me and by just about everybody through the first three weeks of the season. They are now 6-2. and two. Uh, And If I'm going to be honest with you, there's still a solid chance they get that one seed in the AFC like Reed said. Uh, Number five, it's the Titans. Because when they have Will Levis, Tom, that's a legit team. No doubt. They're able to use DeAndre Hopkins. They're able to use Derrick Henry properly. You're not putting too much pressure on Henry's back. You're able to throw the ball around the field. I love the Titans. The Titans' defense has always been okay. Mike Vrabel, defensive guy. I love it. Listen, Titans aren't bad. They can still make the postseason. They can still make it with Will Levis. Yes, they can. With Will Levis' top five team, Titans. All right.
0: So we move on to college.
1: Did you? We're waiting on your stink list. I'm assuming Trace doesn't have a top five.
0: Trace, what are your thoughts you on their on their Trace? list?
2: Their their lists are pretty solid. I mean, I don't understand how the Titans can even be in the top five, but I think that's more of a well, bit than anything. Miss. Obviously, that's because just I, trying I to put be it, funny.
4: Yeah, put I put it in the caveat. Mr. Love funny, guy. Uh, a funny Guy.
2: Interesting, really, serious. really wild to me, Tom, that you have the Bengals in your top five and Reed Mouse does not. That, uh, that I would have not had that. was wild. I would have not had that on my bingo card.
3: I need to see the Bengals play one more complete game to put them in that top five. Fair I, point. I think that they are Super Bowl contenders, maybe more, more so than some of those teams in that top five. But I need to see them play one more complete. A lot game. of people are in the chat are saying you're a Chiefs fan
4: over a Bengals fan.
3: I people people. <laughs> Give me crud because I give Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit because he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. People give me a lot of crap because I give Trevor Lawrence a lot of credit because when I watch him play football, he's very, very good. People give me credit. Give me crap because I like the Ravens. People give me crap because I like the Steelers. I'm just trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can while still being biased towards the Bengals. So it's a a weird tightrope that I've got going on. Interesting.
1: Okay. All right. College?
0: All right, Tom, you're up first.
1: Well, I'm stepping out of the box again a little bit here. Disagree with you? Disagree with Herb Street? Let me say from the beginning, and make no mistake. Please make sure you hear what I'm saying. I'll say it when I come back on camera. So here's mine. Georgia won. They're still the defending champs. I know you're not, not supposed to count that. They're the defending champs, two-time defending champs. Buckeyes, we know their deal. Florida State win, big win over LSU. Massacred that team. Uh, they beat Duke. They got a nice team. Washington beat Oregon. Oregon actually has a loss. They're seven and one, but. Um, look, the the omission there is clearly Michigan. And let me say for the record, the reason I'm leaving them off, I'm going to make sure they get cleared all this stuff before I put them back on. I believe the eye test. It's the 111th ranked schedule in the country. But today, if I had to bet money and I'm not a gambler, if today on the field, I had to bet who would win the national championship, I think Michigan has the best team. Whoa.
3: Nice.
1: So I'm not just some homer. I'm not a homer. And they'd win it because they're cheating, though. Right. Well, maybe. They'd win it because they they're have their the good players to and, and, and good cheaters. Go ahead. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, you come over to this side of the room because of our college football takes. Everyone That's right. knows that. That's Listen, right. Tom, who's the highest authority? Who's the highest authority?
1: I'm going to call it you are.
3: I would say college you're football. You're a college
1: but, football guy. Correct. Or and, as Jerry and Aaron used to say, you're a college football guy.
3: Right, yeah. So you might, you might notice there's an omission of the Bluffton Beavers, even though that they've won two straight games by 30-plus points. You might notice that there's an omission of the Miami Redhawks, despite beating the best team in Ohio by 30 points. But listen, when I hear the college football playoff committee talk I bow to them. So my top five is the exact same as the college football committee because no one is better at their job. In all of sports, in the college football committee, Kirk Herbstreit and Lee Corso and all those guys that that get together and they make this top five rankings, they've got a perfect system. system. And, uh, yeah, that's why it is. Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, the exact same as the college football playoff committee because who am I? Just some sheep boy from Hamilton to make a to pick up power rankings. I got to give bow down to the college football playoff.
4: I think McAfee gets a vote this year. Yeah. I think they, they gave him one. That is true. The, bear, and, and the here's, bear gets one. And here's my favorite part. The bear gets <laughs> one. Here's He's my, at Fox my, now, right? My, the the my, CEO of Home Depot. My favorite part about college football is that you don't play for the games. You don't play for the fans. You play for the 12 angry men in Kirk Street in that room. You That's play right. for their opinion. Correct. Because They're their opinion is literally the only thing that – Is Ohio State number one this week? Sure. But if he gets di- – if Herb Street and the boys get diarrhea next week and they're upset coming into that meeting, they're going to change it to Georgia because they don't feel too good. Diarrhea is
3: equal in being upset towards Ohio that's State. That's right. So <laughs> it's just it's tracking. just
4: their opinion. Let's give mine in because mine's going to be really good here. Uh, number, number one, oh we have Georgia. God. Number one, we have Georgia because Georgia's still a two-time national championship. And if I'm honest, I'm going to crown them again because that's what college football is. It's just the same teams winning over and over again. So shout out, Georgia. Uh, number two, Florida State, the Seminoles. Haven't watched a game of theirs, but you know what? 8-0 nope, sounds good to me. Michigan. If Michigan is able to cheat, if the NCAA is not going to punish them at all, Michigan is still a top-four team and a playoff team, no, a doubt. Doubt. no doubt.
1: No about, doubt about it. they were the best
4: team. It's like a superpower they have. It, uh, is. it is. And number four, number four and five is we, where we get a little bit interesting here. Uh, we have Elder Not High School really. coming in at number four. Now, Elder's had a, had, had a tough season, a couple t- couple tough losses to a couple teams from out of state. They, they got blown out by Mueller asterisk, because Mueller doesn't have a home field. They shouldn't even be allowed to play the they sport, to be honest.
3: sign-stealing scandal, too. Yeah, they do. They That's do. True.
4: Uh, so, Elder High School, number four, I think they sneak into the playoff. And number five, we have the best team in Ohio. Uh, that's Ohio University. Tom has proclaimed that to them. They are the best team in the, the, the state of Ohio has ever seen. They're six and three on the year and in the best conference in the world, as told by Trace and Tom, the MAC. The MAC is the toughest conference in football. They always, you're always seeing those guys compete for a national championship. Uh, Ohio's had a great year after a couple of bad losses in a row now. There you go, top five.
1: Who do the Elder Panthers play this week?
4: They play, oh, they play who do they play or who do they play?
1: No, playing this coming week. Lakota La La West,
3: West, the La Firebirds. Dakota, the Firebirds. Who are if on a pretty good roll right now. If they win that game and all our Hamilton Big Blue upset Princeton, we got Altiora versus the Big Blue
4: the next week. And if, they, if, if Elder or Hamilton were to win that, they would then play <sighs> New Miami in the state <laughs> <laughs> semifinal.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm told that's a home game for New Miami. Why do you keep coming back to beating up on New Miami?
4: I'm not beating up on them.
1: You I, are. I just said they're in the uh, state
4: semifinal.
1: Well, they're not there yet, but they're knocking on the door. They are. They are. Are you going to their game this weekend? Who, Elders? No, New Miami. I don't believe they
4: made, I don't <laughs> believe they made the postseason. They oh, did. did not make the postseason. Oh, top. I thought they did. Okay. No, they
1: lose every week by 50. Casey, it looks like we have some time for the uh, We do. Let's break it out, Casey. Let's break it out. Let's break it out. Time for Casey's Stink List. We do this every week. <laughs> we got to get Rumpke to sponsor this. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do, Tom.
0: And this week's special edition of the Stink List. I, uh, oh, oh, oh! Before I reveal
1: anything on accident, here we go. Well, before all you right. reveal anything on accident, the, the Hamilton Big Blue would hammer Elder. Well duh. without it. Yeah, well all duh. All right, go ahead. Yeah, we're hard nosed.
0: So just like previous weeks, I started to reveal the Stink List to you all, in order. Okay. And this week, we start with nauseating. We got our bottom feeders here. Uh, Commanders have now made it to one of the worst teams in the league after trading away Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Uh, Vikings, I think they're pretty much done without Kirk Cousins. They're also one of the worst teams. Yeah, yeah, Josh Jobs. Nah, Whatever. Um, Titans, I got to see more from uh, Will Levis before I get them out nauseating. I still think they're one of the most irrelevant teams in the league, but – A lot of good things. I saw a lot of good things with him and DeAndre Hopkins. I like that a lot. Moving on to the next part of this list, the stench list. Um, These teams, again, just they have no hope whatsoever. They're they're going (laughs) to make a push for the wild card spots, but not going to have a chance in the long run. Um, These teams all have just a glaring weakness, a glaring issue to their team. One's not being able to win meaningful games. Some are just having the worst offense I've ever seen. Others uh, don't have quarterbacks anymore. You get the point.
4: And then there's the Chargers. Yeah, who never had a quarterback.
0: They, they have a combination of all those things, of all those things. They just—I don't know what's wrong with them. So they're in the stench list. Then we go to the teams that stink this year. Um, yes, the Cowboys stink. Cowboys, they stink. Oh my um, okay, it's it's big league game this weekend. They, now. they can only they beat stink. up. They Cowboys can only beat up teams that stink. Or worse, and uh, they they blow them out, so they look really good, and people get super hyped on them. Uh, people love Dak Prescott, um, but he he always turns the ball over when it matters most. Um, Falcons, I was super high on them. They they've uh, disappointed me. Um, Desmond Ritter has not been a game manager, and the Jets they just hang around. I don't know what it is. I feel like I feel like they're gonna end up being one of those teams that are nine and eight sneak in and. We'll see Aaron Rodgers back. I, I like the I like the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, but without him, they stink. And then uh, moving on to the odorless category. These teams, they don't have a stink. They don't have anything wrong with them necessarily. They'll, they'll make it did to the playoffs. Did you watch the
1: Lions in Baltimore? Yeah, I did.
0: But did you see the Lions versus the Raiders?
1: I mean, I, mean I, I apples I don't know. And oranges. Come I don't
0: know. I don't know. They're going to make it. They're going to win their division. They're yeah, probably they're, gonna have a hard time. I agree with you on game.
1: there. It's a brutal division. But yeah. go ahead. So, so they, I I don't think that I don't
0: think they, don't think they uh, stink as bad as the other teams below them. Uh, yeah. You think that's... the
1: Lions are better than the Cowboys? I do. Okay. Go, go ahead.
0: ahead. <laughs> and then we go to the fresh category. These three teams here, <laughs> fresh. Um, they have a chance at winning a Super Bowl. Um, they're one of the some of the best teams in the league. San Francisco with Chase Young is probably the best defensive line we've ever seen in the NFL. Um, Kansas City, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, excellent when he's healthy. And then we make it to the top of the list. These teams are the uh, Super Bowl contending teams. The Bills, if we beat them, man, Bengals all the way. That's a good point. Uh, They're probably the best team in the league. I just have them a smidge below the Bengals because the Bengals are actually the best team in the league. Let's we let's, look better let's not, not kid That's ourselves. Why. Yeah. And then Eagles, I mean, they're the best team in the NFC by far. And you might be wondering, we're missing a couple I only teams. only count 31,
3: yeah.
0: We're missing a couple Who's teams. Missing? Um, we're missing two teams, actually, oh, Tom. We're missing two teams. Two. And they have made it to the putrid list. The Browns, they're <laughs> still down there at the very bottom. And the Raiders, I mean, they, they're right there with the Browns. They just are pitiful. Hit a full franchise. They're never going to win any games anytime <laughs> soon. They can't figure themselves out. A new team makes it to the putrid list. Huh? All right, everybody, All right. take
1: a deep breath and just w- look at this for a second. Deep breath. It's I want to make sure. Here. I want to. I want to make sure that I, I have this right. So you have the Bills ranked ahead of Kansas City, Baltimore, and San Francisco.
0: Yeah, they're the, they're right behind the Bengals at, at the best team in the league. Correct. If we beat the best team in the league, I mean. There's no debate. The Bengals deserve to be at the top. But
3: what's the Bengals have done four out of the last five weeks?
0: Right. That's right. They they just, they just keep proving all the all the doubters wrong, Tom. They keep beating the best teams in the league. That's right. Every Rams single The
3: we were week. the best team in the league before we played them. Cardinals. All these all these teams that they were the best teams in the league, and then they they face the mighty Cincinnati Bengals, and you know they they drop on down. The <laughs> Bills right. have another opportunity. They're the best team in the league right now, but can they beat the second best team in the Bengals?
1: That's right. Thoughts, Tom. Well, you know, look. I mean, you've got your bit here with Cleveland, and we argue this a about bit. Cleveland. It's not a bit, Tom. All right, okay, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. You're right. It's not a bit.
0: They lost. I mean, they <laughs> lost in the worst last possible time way I
1: Did they not play the Bengals this year? It was
4: raining.
0: Mm, it was yeah. It was they, they 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 um, played them. It was pretty them. cold too. I don't know if they actually like necessarily. Played played them. I mean, like, the Bengals were out there. They were out there. I don't know if they played, though.
1: They were out there. They were out there. They got killed. Mm. The Bengals are a humble. By the Brownies. I can't argue with that, but... You were starting to say what? I was saying... They they got killed.
3: The Bengals are a humble team, Tom. Listen, where other teams like to win a lot of games and be at the front of of different media outlets is power rankings and... You know, oh, look how great the Bengals look. The Bengals are like, listen, we know what we got. We can win every game that we try to play, but let's just keep it low, low-key, keep everyone fresh, keep everyone – get everyone healthy. So they start 1-3 every year. Okay. Or they start 0-2 oh every year. Okay. And then they're like, all right, now it's go time. And then they rattle off 10 wins in rows. So that's why the Bengals do what they consistently do. That's what we saw. That was the Bengals actually playing probably against the 49ers. They probably played at, what do you say, 35%, 40% of their, their – yeah. Their capabilities. Yeah. Um, so- Mouse
1: Cop wants to know, when are you and Casey going to have a serious discussion on this show?
3: That is, when, whenever we talk college football, that's when we get very serious. Well, Reed's Tom.
4: about to get really serious with this top five list. So I
1: don't that know, is true.
3: I
4: don't know what, he's, what you're talking about.
2: Is Deshaun Watson going right. to play again? That's a good question. No. no.
4: I, don't I don't know. He's so. medically cleared every week. Just doesn't want to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they just they just walk in there and go like, hey, Deshaun, you want to play this week? You're loud. Well, you know, and he's like, ah, I don't know about that. That's not
1: the deal. And I'm not a Deshaun Watson guy. Right, you claim The guy's the shoulder hurts. It hurts. What can I tell you? He's a quarterback. You have to throw the ball. They said there's swelling in there. The guy's shoulder hurts.
2: There's a joke in there, Tom.
1: I know that. I know. <laughs> I'm well aware. All right, let's go. Top five. All right, top five. It. Bring it on over here, Case.
3: Okay, here we go. All right, guys. So we, we've been talking about the Bengals. Everyone's like, oh, the Bengals are all the way back. Are they as good as they were the last few years? And I started thinking, like, listen, we are in an unprecedented time in Bengals fandom to where we are, like, in this golden era, right? And I start thinking back as we, as we keep meandering our way through this era and say, who is most responsible? Who is most responsible for what the Bengals have been able to accomplish the last two years and what they'll accomplish going forward. So without further ado, here is the top five people responsible for the current state of the Cincinnati Bengals, and that is a championship contender. Coming in at number five, got to go with the head coach. Listen, Zach Taylor came in in 2019. He didn't win a whole lot of games. He didn't win a whole lot of games the year after that either. But over the past few years, he has built a certain chemistry. That's what he's always getting acclaimed for. He built a certain chemistry in the locker room. Culture. That, a Culture. 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 Yeah. Um, I, I think he should get more credit for his play call. I think it's been very good throughout his throughout his tenure here. Um, Baltimore
1: so, thinks so, too. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: Solid start to the list, Reed. Solid start. Yeah. Number five, it is Zach Taylor. So you're saying who could be more responsible for winning games than a head coach? Well, if you know me, you know I like myself a quarterback. And Joe Burrow. Ever since the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow. He's number four? Number four, Tom. Think about how good this list is going to be. Uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow comes in at number four because when he was drafted, he was sitting in his parents' um, house over there. In Athens. Athens, Plains, Ohio. And just a humble guy, right? He's got a certain swagger to him. And he, he just shows up. He's got drip. He's got drip. Yep. He's got drip. You know, uh, he's Kid Cudi's best friend. So, uh,
1: Tom, you know Kid Cudi? I don't know Kid Cudi, but that's okay. I'm sure he's cool.
3: He's Joe's best friend. Okay. So, Joe Burrow comes in at number four. Thank you, Joe. We love you. So, who is better than Joe Burrow? Well, coming in at number three, you might remember certain moments when the, the tide started to turn. So, coming in at number three is Urban Meyer. You remember that Thursday night football game against the Jacksonville Urban, Jaguars? Urban, leader of men. Urban's kicking kickers. He's yeah,
1: yes. uh, Josh Lambeau. He, he's in-mapping <laughs> kickers. Go these court.
3: Right, and he's coming right in. And without Urban Meyer just being an inept coach at the NFL level, the Bengals never get to where they are at this, at this stage. So thank you, Urban, for your service. We appreciate that Thursday night football game. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. Coming in at number two. All right. Before we had – or I guess it was when we had Joe Burrow. He was hurt. You might remember a Monday night football game where – The Pittsburgh Steelers came in, and they were the best team in the NFL. And who broke the Pittsburgh Steelers? Ryan Finley. Look at that smile. Remember the Ryan Finley game on Monday Night Football? We were still meandering our way through COVID. Bars were only open until 10 o'clock. You had to leave whatever place you were watching the game. You had to go home for some weird reason. But Ryan Finley... We'll never forget your service. Yep. You are the best fourth-round pick in the history of the NFL. Yep,
1: That's why you don't trade fourth-round picks that's, for Chase Young. That's, that's right. Damn that's right, right, Tom. He's that's got right. the
3: point. Thank you. He's, he's the number two reason why the Bengals are where they're at today. But coming in at number one, number one. it's exactly who you think it is. It's Drew Sample. Drew Sample (laughs) is the key to success Tom thinks I'm making fun of him Seriously, go on X.com and see who's Drew Sample's biggest fan I should start tweeting him every day Good game, Drew, because he deserves it You get Drew Sample the ball in open space We don't score 31 points on Sunday without that drop from Drew Sample That's a fact That is a fact Every time that you you see Joe Burrow scrambling around Who's he going to get it to downfield to Jamar Chase No over the middle to T. Higgins. No. Get it to Drew Sample, DS89, for a three-yard completion. That's what gets this offense cooking. Thank you, Drew Sample. I hope that you are on the Bengals when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 60, because you're the best tight end in the league. I wouldn't trade a single person in the NFL for Drew Sample right now, Tom. <laughs> Thank you,
4: Drew Sample. We love you here. By the way, Drew dropped his only uh, target last week. <laughs> he on set purpose. it up. He on set purpose. up, right. What
3: are you talking about? You're right.
4: You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I do, by the way, I do have a cherry on top. That was a great list read. Thank Very you. good list. Thank I sent it to Casey. I sent it to Casey last night. I found it, and it was brilliant. It, it basically depicts what would happen if Aaron Rodgers came back to the Jets this season, Tom. And what it, would it, happen? Yeah. So if, if Aaron Rodgers does – if he's able to come back, if he's able to fight through the pain, um, th- this video is almost a shot-by-shot shot, uh, prediction of what's to come. Okay.
1: Let's uh, check it out.
4: So here we go. This is – this. A cherry on top, presented by United Dairy Farmers. Yes, look at that. Perhaps hot plug the best sunday. coffee place of all time and yeah, ice it is cream.
1: Right there. I'm there every day. Every day. Multiple times.
4: So, this is a game that happened uh, a long time ago, but this is basically what, you what you're going to you see step when Aaron Rodgers comes back. Steps up the throw, drops a dime in there, Tom. Right? Clock's a ticking. You got to get him there. How are you gonna get him there? You're gonna pick his ass up. and You're gonna run down the field because <laughs> he's unable to run. That's what you're gonna see in New York this year during the during the playoffs in the wild card round. They're gonna pick Rogers up and they're just gonna run his ass down the field.
1: <laughs> it's Brian Lefwich, I think.
4: Oh, you're right. That was Mackson too.
1: The thundering herd. That's Mac football. Is Leftwich still a real coordinator? Real men. Real men.
3: In Jacksonville, he might.
2: Is be. Brian Leffwich still coordinator? He was like a big candidate for a head coaching job. Yeah, he, for a was, in with he Brady. was in Tampa. He wasn't. He was in Tampa with That's Brady. Is he still around?
1: I'm, not, I'm digging it up. it up. No, They're digging
3: it
2: up. He is.
1: You can book it
3: He's somewhere. He is the offensive. No, he is not the offensive coordinator. See, out the, of the
2: league. That is out. why you do what Luke Fickle does, and that Luke Fickle did. Everybody, you you realize there's shelf lives in this game. It's a not for long league. And he picked this time right. You got to give Luke You're Pickle right. all the credit in the You're world. Right. He picked this spot about as beautifully right. as one could. He right. got the best right. class in U.C. Right. history to come yes. through at one time. And he's seen his. He's seen the writing on the wall. Satterfield had no yeah. chance coming into this situation this year.
4: You're right. In the Big Twelve and the MAC, very similar similar conferences. Uh, a lot of competition similarities. A lot of uh, Final Four similarities as well. So yeah, I agree.
0: I have some breaking news. Oh. I have some breaking news. Uh, Regarding which
1: team? We need uh, to use the Falcons. for this if we're going to have this from now on. The Falcons boom, boom.
0: have officially benched Desmond Ritter oh, in favor wow. of Taylor Heineke. No. no. That's very brutal for me in Spurs. Is
1: that because he's a really bad quarterback? Because you must have oh, him in man. fantasy league. I mean, nothing no. says a great quarterback like being benched for Taylor <laughs> Heineke. Boomer Esiason was screaming on the pregame show the other day, long before the game ever started. Said he can't understand why... They haven't gone to Taylor Heineke. Won a lot of big games for the Commanders, I think. <laughs> nice think. I want to circle back to something we've touched on already.
3: Is it Drew Sample related? It is. Good. Because, you know,
1: <laughs> the easiest thing to do for the elitist of the world is to pat the guy who's going really good on the back, talk him up, Hey, a boy. You're my guy. You're my guy. And then to beat down the common man. Trace, you have known Reed longer than anybody in this room. Did you know when you brought him aboard that he would be the kind of guy that's talking up the Patrick Mahomes? Boy, that's hard to do. Yet beating down the Drew Samples of the world. <laughs> I don't know how I'm beating them down. You know, I did not know I was going to get the Reed Mouse with
2: as many uh, bits and, and, and clever things as... as
1: clever. Uh, clever, clever. I think they
2: are clever. I think that they are clever. Um, there's really no way for Reed to lose in this situation. If, if uh, Drew Sample plays poorly, then he gets to continue his, his, his same song and dance. But if Drew Sample catches a touchdown, and by God, that probably will never happen. But if it does happen, I can't wait for the day to see what Reed Mouse does. Drew Sample has played five years
3: in the league, Tom. On the Second run. round pick. Second round pick, five years in the league. Quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, Joe Burrow. He has one touchdown and 400 receiving yards. We're not utilizing him enough, Tom. <laughs> We're not getting him the ball enough. In open space. What does everyone say about Drew Sample? Terrible blocker, great receiver. Let's get him out. Let's get him out in open space. Let's run some end-arounds to
1: him. I would love that.
3: Let's do some cute running back draws, some tight end draws. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, if there's ever a team that's capable of calling that play, it's them. Correct. That's true.
3: Do you ever watch a Do you ever watch a play? I said this on Twitter after the final play of the third quarter against the 49ers. We did like two fake reverses and then had a pass downfield. Do you ever see a play and I love Zach Taylor, but you just go, there's no way Zach Taylor drew that one up. <laughs> there's there's no way. Just It is such a unique play that you're just like, there's no way our fearless leader drew that one up. Someone got in his ear and told him that play.
1: Boy, there you go, beating him down.
3: I love Zach Taylor. Just like a hammer. I think you should relinquish uh, culture-building duties and just take over full-time play-calling duties. (laughs) That's what he's good at. How many
2: more games are you going to be on the Irv Smith train to see, let's give him a chance? I'm
1: on for for two more. Two more games? I am. Two
3: more. Here's an honest question, Tom. If Irv Smith was a productive tight end. He currently has 50 yards this year and no touchdowns. There's 10 games left. Oh, he missed
1: three games.
3: Okay, but I'm just saying, he's got 50 yards right now and zero touchdowns. For him to be a productive tight end, at the end of the year, his stats look like?
1: Well, I would say he would average probably um, three catches a game for 45 yards somewhere in that neighborhood, and maybe every third game a touchdown.
3: Okay, so somewhere around... I don't think 40,
1: it's unreasonable.
3: 350 yards, three, four touchdowns.
1: For the rest of the season. For the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay. But we'll never, we may not even know by later today if he's ever going to get that chance. We don't know. They're going to sure. stick with him.
2: Is there not anyone on the, like, that's just... I, I know that rosters are tight in the NFL, but do they have to make a cut? to the tight end room.
1: I think by designating the guy you said earlier they did by making a roster move. It doesn't have to be a tight end. Well, I'm so, I know that I
2: know that it doesn't need to be a tight end. The question I'm asking though is do, is there anyone else between the between the four of you that know much more about this roster than I do? Is there any chance that it's not a tight end? Is what I'm getting at. Is there someone else on this roster that you could say, "Okay, we could cut them and give these guys a longer chance or a longer leash."
3: I think it's likely that they'll keep all the guys on and like kind of have a you know, give them equal playing time kind of thing and see who shines the most. So, yeah, I think they're going to keep all the guys at this very moment and not cut anybody
1: at, okay. at this moment. And, uh, but that doesn't mean, keep in mind, that doesn't mean they have to be active for the game on, right. on Sunday night. Right. You've got to cut it down. You've got a 53-man roster. You've got a practice squad. You uh, activate, what, 47, right, uh, for every game?
0: Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: so you have, you, have, you have six guys plus a third quarterback, designated third quarterback, that is not active on any particular week. All right, we got to roll. Uh, Marty Bunneman joins us tomorrow. Uh, World Series game five tonight. Can the Diamondbacks stay alive? We'll talk about the Steelers and the Titans. They will be playing tomorrow night. And so much more. Who knows what else? Right, Casey? Who knows? Who knows? Not me. Gentlemen, have a good rest of your day. Any action real quick tonight, Zebra? Uh, I'll, I'll be giving my plays on Box Lunch if you'd like to see yeah, I was getting ready to ask, is that coming up next? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it right. is. Well, let's get if, it rolling. If, if you'd
4: like to see my picks, tune in to Box Lunch. They're winners. I went 8-2. and two.
1: And your charger is over here if you need it. Are you okay. moving to the seat or you want me to bring it back? Tonight? No, I'm
4: going to come up to that seat.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we've kept it warm for you. backs done,
4: All time? right. Are D-backs done?
1: No, they're going to win tonight. They're D-U-N done. Here. All right. Here we go. Box Lunch right their now. See you F-I- tomorrow. F-I-N